All right, everybody, welcome to the official Super Bowl preview episode of the Intoxicated Sports Report. Super Bowl week. He's Gates Emoji. I'm Emerson Hip. And it's here. It's finally here. It's been uh, you know, a long time coming, but obviously football season is short overall mm-hmm. compared to the other uh, other leagues, but still, we're finally here. It's crazy. Are you ready? Are you, how are you feeling? You feeling good? Feeling yeah. Okay? I mean, like, it's, there's obviously that anxious feeling you get. When your team plays in a big game, mm-hmm. you know that week, you know, week leading up, especially in football, because there's so much, so much time in between. Yeah. Um, but you know, given the fact that I've felt the sting of Super Bowl defeats twice in my adult life, I feel like I'm not. I'm a little bit numb to that. That the idea of them mm-hmm. losing. Yes. Um, but it will be awesome, of course, if they win. Yeah, I mean, it's been. But thirty years since you guys have won the last Super Bowl. Yeah, I was uh, I was like five months old when, when it happened. <laughs> you I'm, weren't even conceived yet. No. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, actually, wait a minute. No, you were about you were in the in the womb. Probably. You were right. a couple. You were a few months away. Because it was happening in January back then. So you think is that the right math? Well, because no. You were about three months away from being born, right? Oh, okay, because it was, was ninety five. No, it was ninety five. Yeah, you're right. It was January, January of 95. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad it wasn't life for it yet. <laughs> <laughs> like you would have known about it anyway. No, I have no idea. Like the Cowboys have technically won a Super Bowl yeah, they in my lifetime. Year, yeah. But I just, I was like. You were more like. Uh, I was like nine months old. Yeah, something like that. So I, no idea. No idea. <laughs> always, always kind of feel like I'm the curse when it comes to the Cowboys. But I think, right. I think Jerry Jones is more of a curse to the Cowboys than anything. So. <laughs> But yeah, you know Super Bowl week. Unfortunately for you guys, you got to play fifteen, and he, yeah, he's uh, he's on that he's on that trajectory. If he wins this one, I mean, he's only one way from Montana. It's it's right. kind of, it's kind of getting in that that conversation. You know what I mean? That conversation that we're not allowed to have, right? No, no. <laughs> well, we we almost had it last week. Yeah, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah, I guess it would be premature. Huh? Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, I I can't even begin to imagine how you feel. I mean, you've seen your team. You're gonna see your team go through this three times. Yeah. I mean, I would be, I'd be a wreck right now. This is, I don't know if this is like the most because the the nine the Kaepernick Niners, they were pretty heavy favorites favorites against that Ravens team. Were they? Yeah, I remember. I want to say they're like four point favorites going into that game, mm-hmm. and they laid an egg, of course. Well, okay, they well, well they they came back, but they didn't, never took. Yeah, it came down to the last play. Yeah, you know, fade route. But they were they. Did essentially what the Niners did last week or two weeks ago against the Lions, mm-hmm. except they didn't finish the job. <laughs> yeah, um, those are the breaks, you know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's a weird it's a weird feeling going into the Super Bowl because um, you all, like if you get there, you got to think you have a good chance regardless of what the odds are saying. You yeah, know? I think the Niners have a great chance. Yeah, I mean I think, they're, they're think, favored. Yeah, for, they're favored for a reason. Yeah, they're favored because they have been more consistent throughout the season than the Chiefs have. One hundred percent. I think it's fair. Yeah. I saw the lines kind of been dipping, you know, not dipping, but it's been two and one and a half. It's, it's going, kind of, yeah, it's going all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, nonetheless, can't wait. We got a little Tuesday TNT NBA action on right now. Suns and Bucks, pretty pretty sexy matchup on paper. Yeah. Also, I mean, I gotta say it. We uh, we started this ep- we started this episode, and we didn't 
press record. Yep. So, you know. Second time we've done that in the last couple months, right? Yeah, it's okay. I can't remember when it was, but it was not that long ago. <laughs> I just I, I just feel weird asking the same questions that I asked you previously, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, because I already yeah. know that. I mean, it's whatever. Hey, sorry, audience. I mean, it's, <laughs> I fucked up. You had, to, and, uh, you had to have been here. Yeah. <laughs> you really had to have been here. No one's going to ever hear it. It is what it is, but you know what? Good news for the audience. Q&A. Yes, it's back, baby. It's back. And... Shout out to Sal, of course. Shout out to Sal. He brought the troops in for some questions. Jeez, did he? I, I, I called him out, and within like an hour, we had like eight questions. So, oh wait, so when you first texted him, there was nothing? There was zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Sal, good job. Because I posted it last night around five o'clock, got nothing overnight, and then I want to say middle of the day today, give or take. Great job. I was job. like, Sal, you've been asking for Q&A. You don't, you don't come through right now. It's done forever. <laughs> well, yeah. We were threatening retiring it for good. <laughs> yeah. Because we haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. And I think last time we did it, it wasn't... It was pretty pretty measly. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. Pretty pretty ass. So looking forward to that. You know, we have Q&A, then we have some Q&A questions that are going to be kind of mixed into the Super Bowl preview. Yep. I think yep. it kind of works better that way. Yeah. And we have some fun prop bets lined up for like Super Bowl. Have Just, we done this before? No. Remember when we did the prop bet game with the... With like... Fans, yeah, yeah, a couple did. years ago yeah. that was fun. That was cool. Um, this is just gonna be between yeah. the two of us. I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna be Super Bowl preview episode, so get ready. You're telling me Reba is doing the national anthem? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. What do I know her from? Well, she's a country music artist. Okay, and then she that? she also had her own show too. That's okay. Kind of like, kind of like a sitcom type. Deal. I think maybe I knew that she she's was redhead. Show. You probably see what she looks like. Right, I, I knew she was redhead. <clears throat> Anyways, um, today we are drinking this, uh, this is good. fun little tiki cocktail that I threw together. It's got a, it's got a kiwi somewhere in it. Yep. Yep. Where it is. Yep, yep. So basically I took like sort of a Mai Tai recipe and just put some kiwi in it and shook it up and here we are. It's pretty fucking tasty. It's good. It's boozy. Very good. And we're not going to have old fashions today. It's okay. No old fashions today. Maybe after the show. Maybe a little nightcap. <laughs> Got some beers lined up for us. Don't it's been a while. Don't tell Dev. Don't tell Dev. <laughs> uh, she always calls me out when I drink old fashions because she knows what happens. Well, I proud of myself last week. I had I think just one. Uh-huh. I woke up the next day and I was like, "We're good. <laughs> I feel fine." But I think if I would have that second one, might have put you over. Might a little bit of a headache. Yeah, it's almost a guarantee. Fair enough. Fair so enough. don't let me have two tonight. <laughs> okay, got you. Uh, on gotcha. to the news. Yes, let's get it. Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Yeah, 2025. Next year. Yep. 2025. Kind of a shocker. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm the biggest F1 guy, but obviously I know who this hit, who Lewis Hamilton is. He is, I'd say, what, the GOAT of... the At least of this era. That's not a, pre- that's not a premature GOAT debate, is no, it? No, no. I think he's definitely in it. <laughs> I mean, could you explain better why this is a big deal, not a big deal? I mean, it's just like a superstar changing teams. Like, you know, Messi when he went say. to PSG or even when he went to Miami. Yeah. Um, so, and Ferrari is... I mean, I'm not a huge F1 guy either, but Ferrari is probably the most iconic mm-hmm. um, manufacturer in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that red. It's, it's the Ferrari red. Yeah, it's the Ferrari red. I was so, texting Zach Ewan about it on his birthday, which was a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. happy birthday, Zach! I should have reached out. And I asked him. I, I I text him every year on his birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I remember last year, I, he texted me back, and he's like, "I just gotta say, I really appreciate you." He's like, "You text me every 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 year." Yeah. And I say, "You know what? I can't take all the credit." Because I see it on Facebook, <laughs> right? But you know, I'll tell you what it is. Thank yeah. you. And he's a he's a he's a Ferrari guy. Yeah. And I said, 
I said, man, Lewis Hamilton's going to look good in that red. Yeah. I just think he is. I said, mm-hmm. it's classic. And, you know, he agreed. We'd have a full-blown conversation because he was, Did he seem happy about it? He seemed pretty stoked. He, he was kind of saying how he thinks maybe Ferrari can win a championship in like 2026 or something like that. Yeah. He seemed hopeful. They're definitely a step behind... Oh, a couple steps behind Red Bull. Mm-hmm. They're like maybe fighting for second spot mm-hmm. you know, among the manufacturers. But um, I think the biggest thing is that in this news is that Lewis had such uh, such an amazing run with Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird to break that, that relationship. Um, and he's going to race a full season already knowing that he's leaving, <laughs> which is also weird. Different sports, but, you know, Brady went to Tampa. Montana yep. went to the Chiefs. Jordan, I mean, retired, but went to the, the Wizards. Wizards. You yeah. know, it's not... Not everyone could be like Dirk Nowitzki or Derek Jeter. Right. You know, th- just people switch it up. And this is not the not only the second team he's raced for. He raced for... Uh, who did he start with? Um, I want to say he started with McLaren. Okay. So, yeah, this is going to be at yeah. least his third, if not fourth team. So he's kind of like LeBron James a little bit. A little bit, yeah. He's not, not afraid to move around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly a legend and, you know, made Mercedes pretty much who they, you know, yeah. brought them to their peak. And it's a nice <clears throat> nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, you know, something sw- different. Switch things up. You know, it's like, it's like what I said with Calvert says. He's like in the mogul phase. Right. You know, he has his championships. He's just going for the brand now. Right. And, you know, even if he's not super successful right away, it's still going to be something exciting for the sport, you know, in 2025. Yeah. That he's in new colors. But, yeah, I think pretty much every team has a lot of work to do to catch up to Red Bull at this point. Yeah. Sad news coming out <sighs> of soccer for us PSG fans. I'm wearing my shirt. You know. I thought about wearing mine today, but. Got to do it. Um, Mbappe is going to Real Madrid this summer. I know a certain fan who is very happy about this. He's, like, the thing is he's happy, but he's, he is realistic about it. Like, he's not rubbing it in. He's like, we don't need him, which he's right. <laughs> and that would be Sal. Um, second shout-out already. Jeez. But, uh... I mean, he's a... But does it get much better for this guy? His uh, Niners are good. His Oklahoma City Thunder are now good. Yeah, Real true. Madrid, it's like an embarrassment of riches over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like the fucking Dodgers, essentially. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's still just a report at this point, but it sounds like it's pretty, pretty much a done deal. It's about as done deal as the A's going to Vegas, <laughs> which That's which there's some weird, weird weird things coming out of that, which we're not going to get into right I, now. But it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like, does anybody want the A's? <laughs> yeah. Right. Does anybody want the A's? That would be the one difference is that a lot of people want uh, Mbappe. Yeah, and this right here just makes it, and I mention it not often, but I mean we got to see this guy play. Yeah. You know, it's really cool. maybe we go see him play for Real Madrid now. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be cool. But it's just, you know, I mean, it's kind of like with Lewis Hamilton. He want, maybe wants to switch it up. And, you know, it sucks he's leaving our team. But yeah. it's just the way things go. You know, if this is what he wants to do, then more power to him. Can't really get mad about it. You know, he's a man. He can make his own decisions. Right. He wants and to, this has been in talks for, like, two years. Like, we can't really be surprised. Um, it's definitely unfortunate. And if we were, like, diehard PSG fans, we would probably hate Real Madrid because we, I think they've lost to Madrid in, you know, the semifinals, I think, of the uh, Champions League in the past. And, you know, and of course, now they're stealing their best player in his prime. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like, um, you know, we're clearly not diehard PSG yeah. fans. You know, we're kind of... We're, we're 
We're bandwagoners for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not even bandwagoners. We're just, we're here. Well, we can't really be bandwagoners if people chose it for us. Right. That's true. So thank you. Let's, mm-hmm. let's not throw us under the bus so quickly. You know, mm-hmm. people people got to choose who we rooted for, and right. they picked this. So yeah. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. But PSG now kind of officially into the retool phase. Okay. And with new coach Luis Enrique, he's got a chance to, you know, put his own little, own little touch on the team. Hey, change the team up. Change the stadium up. Be playing. Oh, you they gotta, need a new yard. You got to change it. <laughs> they need a new yard for sure. <laughs> Make the seats a little wider. <laughs> yeah, shoot. A little more spacious, please. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, I'd go again. Yeah. Uh, speaking of soccer, 2026 World Cup, the site for the final is announced, and it is in the fantastic MetLife Stadium. <laughs> I saw a picture of it today, and it's just it's, like... It's just not a good-looking stadium. It looks like... I mean, it looks like the Coliseum, but just like a little more renovated. Yeah. It just doesn't look... And nice. it's just like... Like, the parking lot's ugly. It's a... Isn't it, like, right off the highway, too? It just... Yeah, it doesn't look good. No. Nothing sexy about it. Yeah, it just looks like a hunk of concrete. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? And I also didn't realize this, but people were making a big deal out of this because of how many injuries there seems to be. Oh, yeah. ACL injuries on that turf. On that turf. So I hope... I I wonder if they they would consider putting a different surface down. I I think... I I would say that the players would want that. Yeah. Like putting some real grass, because it's turf, right? Uh, Yeah. I don't think it's grass. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And so, it's going to be in the summer. Well, it's going to be like close to football season, though. Because I think the finals usually like in early August. Exciting that it's going to be in the United States, but I mean, couldn't you just put it like in SoFi? They could, yeah. I mean, so that's where the United States is going to play two of their group games. Oh, okay. And they're going to play one in Seattle. Okay. But I would think like like Cowboys Stadium or, or AT&T Stadium, whatever. SoFi would be a good, good choice. Um, I'm trying to think of another like newer... You know, monstrosity, but yeah, like so I think SoFi would probably be the yeah. best choice. But I do understand because it's, I mean, it's in Jersey, but it's, they're going to say the sell it as New York, New yeah. York. So I understand it from that standpoint, but it's just you see it from up top in the stadium. It's not great. Yeah. Although I will say though, that, like when you're inside of a stadium, you don't really think about that. You're just looking at the field. You know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's it's exciting that we're getting it. It's only uh, you know two and a half years away. Yeah. Uh, ben Johnson, good news for the Lions fans. He is staying with the Lions. Interesting. I think this was... I think he interviewed for both the positions that were open. Yeah, I think you're right. And he spurned them both. So, yeah. I mean, I don't blame him because I guess the Seahawks wouldn't be a terrible job. But if you're going into Washington, like, you, you're starting from the fucking bottom. <laughs> yeah. Have fun, Dan Quinn. Exactly. But... I mean, ben, the only bad thing about Ben Johnson is he has to deal with Dan Campbell going for him too many fourth downs. <laughs> right. I still have not forgiven you, Dan Campbell. God damn it. I got to think, it, that that's probably going to be a learning... Has to be. You know, has lesson for him. I mean, luckily for the Lions, I mean, the NFC is kind of weak. Who knows what the Cowboys are going to be next year? The Eagles, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, the Niners are going to be the Niners. I'm not worried about them. The NFL, you know... It changes everything. Changes a lot fast. So, if some of those teams start getting quarterbacks... Look out. Exactly. Uh, Mike McDonald hired as the Seahawks' next head coach. Are you worried about this at all? I, I am, actually. I yeah. think Mike McDonald's a sneaky hire. I don't know. Like I'll say this. I don't know if he's really head coach ready because he's pretty young. Mm-hmm. I think he's only like 36 years old. Well, I saw they went from Pete Carroll, who was the oldest coach, to Mike McDonald, who is now the youngest head coach. Yeah. So, but I, I've heard about um, him and uh, – 
you know, like John Harbaugh's system. I don't know whose system it really is on defense, but um, from Joel Klatt saying that him and Jesse Minter, who was the now going to be the defensive coordinator with Jim Harbaugh, who was there at Michigan, yeah. they run this kind of modern day scheme on defense that obviously with the Ravens it gave them Brock Purdy a lot of fits mm-hmm. um, in that game against the Ravens. So that. I think is an interesting hire. I think he could cause some problems. He could be, you know, could become kind of an interesting rivalry, excuse me, with him and Shanahan going forward if he can get things figured out with that team yeah. and that offense. I think the first thing you have to do is figure out the quarterback situation. For sure. Because I don't think, I mean, Geno Smith, you know, he wrote back. <laughs> yeah. Good story. No doubt about it. But, yeah. I mean, you have to. I think the, the regression that a lot of people saw coming did come. Yeah, yeah. exactly. After having a pretty good year a couple years ago. You mentioned it earlier. We mentioned it. Dan Quinn hired as the commander's head coach. Uh, I, I The Cowboys are going to miss Dan Quinn. I don't know. Hopefully it's not for the, the entire season. I think they might struggle first couple games and see what happens. Yeah. But it's... I, I mean, I think the, the wild card game against the Packers definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. I think every Cowboys fan's mouth, too. Yeah. But they're, they're going to miss him in the long run. I would say. Yeah, I think he was definitely a positive influence on that defense. But, you know, it, it's I, – I, I don't know where to go with the Cowboys. They're just like – there's so many mysteries with them. Like, they were so good this year, and I then know, the playoffs came around, and it's, it's like, uh, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Was, so I don't like – sure, I think they will miss him, but at the same time, he did have a really horrible last game. So, like – I mean, I'm not going to let a horrible last game, even though it was – yeah, terrible. I'm not going to let it ruin what he did as the DC because I think he did a great job. He did, yeah. Ultimately, I mean, yeah, he didn't. I mean, you can't win the Super Bowl's tough, you know. Only one team does it every year, right. so we'll see how he does. I mean, interesting that he did go to the in division rival, and I wonder yeah. if that was any kind of motivation for him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he probably was in sort of a lame duck situation with the Cowboys because Mike McCarthy's not getting. Contract extension, so it's it's like I don't want to be I don't want to be a lame duck next year, and you know maybe he, maybe he felt like the commanders were as good of a job as he was going to get, and he was just like, hey, I'll take it. Good for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know I want to jump ships. I'm glad he could. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking. You know, I mean, we're not going to get into yeah. it. Yeah. On to the NBA. A little bit of NBA news. NBA All Star reserves announced. Steph Curry, your boy, ten selections. I mean, he's already. I mean. Obviously, he's been since, probably since 2015 an All-Star. It's been good for a long all time. All of a sudden, he's got 10? Yeah. I mean, it's... Hey, well, yeah, he hasn't missed one since then. No. As far as I'm concerned. Unfortunately for my Sacramento Kings, none, no, nobody's in there. Nobody's yeah, it's, in there for that's... That. I mean, it, the, the whole, there's always a snub or two every year. Um, I think if there was a 13th guy, I think De'Aaron Fox would be that guy. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, 27 points per game. He's shooting just about 47 from the field this season. That's not bad. No, it's good. That's not yeah. bad. And Sabonis, I know people say a lot of empty calorie stats, but he is averaging 19, 13, and 8. Yeah, that's, he's having... I mean, that's not, that's not a terrible year. That's like poor man's Jokic numbers, that's honestly. What that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, I, I think if I had to pick between the two, like obviously I think both of them could be all-stars in any given year. Given, yeah, but I would, I would go with Fox. The tough thing is, like, could he take out? A lot of people have been bitching about Anthony Davis being an all-star because obviously LeBron's already an all-star. Lakers are in the middle of the standings, and they get a second all-star. It's it's hard to like take someone off of an all-star team for somebody else, but I guess I can kind of see that argument. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, everybody who's on it is deserving. Right. 
I, be- I believe that. Yeah. Just kind of sucks because, you know, because the Kings, I feel like last year was just such, it was like one of the biggest seasons the Kings have had in a long time, given All-Stars and the playoff appearance and all right. that. I mean, it kind of seems like they're regressing. I know they're really not. And I know they're backing it up with a solid year. I mean, they're, yeah. they're just not being talked about. No, which yeah. is fine. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't need my team being the talk of the town. I don't really need that. Right. I don't really want that. Being a Cowboys fan, I don't want that. Yeah. Because that's always what it's like being a Cowboys fan. It's nice having the Kings, just kind of like in that middle of the pack. You know, I think they're twenty three and twenty, or they just, they're not like not like the Clippers right yeah, now. Yeah, I think they're like fifth or sixth in the West. So yeah, they're they're, they're, they're probably gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, if not to play in at least. Yeah, if they're not in the top. Unless they seven really fall off. Yeah, they're not top seven or eight by the end of the season. I'd be a little shocked. So a little bit of a bummer, but hey, make the playoffs. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Also, I'm glad you mentioned this because I was going to. Steph Curry is going to do a three point competition with Sabrina Ionescu. Should be kind of fun. Should be cool. Also, you forgot to mention that Steph had a sixty piece. He did, but they lost. Yeah. <laughs> they won. They won last night. Though. I'll take that. So yeah, they're going to play each other in a three point competition <clears throat> during the NBA All Star Weekend, which. Is an underrated weekend in sports. I always like the All Star Weekend because I like the three point comp. Yeah, three point competition is fun. Dunk contest is stale, but you know I'll still pay attention if yeah, it's, it's there. I mean, I do like the. I always love. I've said I say I've said this many times, but I always have loved the celebrity All Star games. <laughs> Those are fun <laughs> to see who can ball a little yeah. bit. Well, I like that. I like it in the NBA, and I also like it the celebrity softball game. Yeah, that's one of my all time celebrity softball games. Fun. One of my all time favorite events ever. I just think it's so fun. I think I just think it's cool. You know what my favorite part of the softball game is when like the old guys come out that were like sluggers back in the day and they still got it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they the can still hit a tank. It's the best. So with this three point competition, Steph will shoot from the NBA range and Sabrina will shoot from WNBA range. Makes yeah. sense. I think Steph's gonna shoot with NBA balls. She'll shoot with WNBA balls. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. My question is to you: Who do you got? It's tough. I mean. The thing is, they're both going to do well. There's no question in my mind. Um, it's just who's going to be in more better rhythm. Yeah. I mean, it's a toss-up. I'll take Sabrina just for fun. <laughs> I'm going to take Steph. Yeah, I'm it's, take, hard, it's hard, hard I'm to take, bet against that guy. I'm going to take the best shooter ever. And I think, does, does Steph need to win this for his legacy? <laughs> oh, you lost to a girl? They're going to be that. That's going to be out there. You know who's going to you know say that? Sal. Sal. <laughs> Sorry, Sal. I know you will. I know. I know. Instantly, after Steph hypothetically loses to yeah. Sabrina, you're going to say, Steph washed? <laughs> Question mark? Washed. Something like that? Uh, so. Good stuff. But in all seriousness, I think, it's, I think it's really cool. I believe it's the first time this kind of thing has happened between the NBA and WNBA. And hopefully, for, from this, it can sprout other things like this. Yeah. Maybe do a full-blown competition. Maybe do like a team competition. That'd be kind of cool. Well, because they've done like... I know they've done in the past some skills... Things where they involve some WNBA players, but not nothing where the women get to like play by themselves in, in some yeah. facet. So yeah, so very cool. Yeah. Also, Pro Bowl. Did you watch? You know, at, at one point I kind of had it on the TV, but wasn't paying attention whatsoever. I kind of caught a little bit of the Pro Bowl games. It's kind of weird. It's like how, how, how they golf, and they huggy, play yeah. dodgeball. Yeah. It seems like something that'd be really fun to do with your bros. Yeah, it'd be, that'd be like the funnest thing ever. It's like it's like beer Olympics without the beer, <laughs> yeah, totally. in a way. Totally. Uh, the NFC did beat the AFC sixty-four to fifty-nine. 
Yeah, you know, I think they they put into account the score when There's, it comes to the games. Yeah, it's not just the flag football that goes into it's, account here. They got to figure this thing out. They they got to switch. They got to do something. They got to figure it out. I'm not I'm not mad about what they did because at least they've owned the fact that the game that they used to play was a joke. Okay, and now they're just kind of Making buying into the fact that we're just going to make this thing a stupid event. You know? <laughs> okay. okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, because there's no, there's no, what else are you going to do? You and they're know? not going to get rid of it. Or, yeah. I mean, I guess they essentially have gotten rid of what it used to be, but they're not going to get rid of the whole weekend no, altogether. No, exactly, because they're going to make some money off of it. Yeah. Why not? Um, and, you know, it's, a, I guess, a decent way to celebrate guys who had good seasons. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm okay with it, honestly. I'm, it doesn't mean I'm going to watch, but I'm okay with it. There's, no, there's probably nothing they could do that would honestly make me watch and care. Is there anything Be- Is Is there legitimately any all-star event that you care about? Like, sure, Cur- Currently? Yes, sure. Like It might entertain you a little bit, but do you actually care about any of the all-star events? Like, do you mean like the actual game itself? Game or, you know, skills events. Like, I do I do like the three-point competition. It's cool. I like that. But does it mean anything to you after it's over? <laughs> I mean, unless like a Sacramento King one, it'd be kind of cool to yeah. see that your team one. But like, generally speaking, I guess not. Exactly. So it's like, you, you, can only, you can only have so many opinions about things if they really don't matter in the end. I do think back when they had the... All-Star game for the MLB when it actually meant something for the World Series, which I know is kind of dumb looking yeah. back. I thought, I mean, it was kind of cool to watch that to say, well, if my team makes the World Series. It wasn't a terrible idea. I mean, it meant something. Yeah. It gave you the extra game that you wanted, possibly yeah. in the World Series. Well, actually, not even, it gave you the extra game. You know, give you. I will agree that it, it made the game at least watchable from a, from a you know, a result standpoint. And that's the reason why the Giants were on the road for the 2014 World Series. <laughs> that's right. Ultimately. <laughs> that's right. I mean, think about it. Like, and the imagine... reason they got to be the, the home team and the other two. Yeah. I mean, imagine imagine if the National League would have won the 2014 All-Star Game. The Giants would have hosted Game 7. And Mad Bum would have gotten to do that at home. That would have been sick. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> you know, make, start sculpting the statue now. Right. You know? But, I mean, I... Like looking back at it, it does seem kind of ridiculous that they did that for the MLB. Like, wow, like, that game actually meant the the last home game or the first home game of right. the World Series. And the and the American League kind of dominated most of the time yeah. <laughs> while that, during that era. <clears throat> and they still do, honestly. Yeah, so Although, that's... National League won last year, right? I think for the first time in a while. I, I want to say I, that. I can tell you. Not, not that it really matters. Uh, yeah. I will say the, that Major League Baseball's All-Star game is the closest thing to the real thing. Because you can't, because really, you can't. I mean, I guess you could throw cheese balls, some, some cheese balls out there, but you can't really fake it. Exactly. If you do, you honestly might get hurt, or you're just going to look really stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's that time. Q and A. Q and A. It's back. First time. Wow. In I can't remember how long. You think we did? I'd have to do a lot of research. You think we did it all last year? I want to say we did it. Probably around this time last year, just to fill some space. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not this, yeah, the Super Bowl preview episode necessarily, but yeah, here it is, baby. We're back. Eleven questions total. Jeez. Three of them we're gonna save for the Super Bowl segment of the show, but we're gonna start with the basketball questions. Okay. Uh, Gage, you want to read the first one? Oh yeah, this one's from Coco Thunder Three. I believe that's is that one? Is that, that Gabe's brother? Is it? I think it is. Oh shit! If okay. I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Coco. But I think it's Gabe's brother. Is it Coco or Coca? Coco. Coco, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Uh, he said, should the Dubs trade Clay or let the season run its course? I will ask you that question. Um, they definitely should not trade Clay for a couple of reasons. You see, he kind of threw a temper tantrum last night. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a tantrum, but he definitely was a little, little butt hurt. Okay. That's yeah. Um, but no, they definitely shouldn't trade Clay. Um, for one, what are you going to get back? You have to think about, I mean, he's still, even though he's not having a great season, especially for his standards, still definitely a better than average player. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously his contract is not sexy given his production, but still better than average player. Someone that a lot of teams would like to have on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are you going to get back that's going to be more valuable than, than what he offers yeah. right now. Um, and the other one being, like, if you trade him, that, what is that going to do to the fan base? Like, yeah. he, he's been a part of four championship teams. He's still relevant. He's not like he's completely busted. He's definitely, I would say, a shell of, of his you know prime. But he's definitely still relevant. He can make a shot. He can go off at any moment, anytime. Um, and... You know, fans are just going to be like, what are we doing? Especially the, you know, the casual fan. Because, like, half of people, like, say you trade him for, you know, a draft pick and a role player. And everyone's like, who the fuck's this guy we traded him for? Mm-hmm. And then you just, you start losing interest from fan Like, the fan base is, has, I know it's you, X's and O's and, and, the, yeah. and putting a team together can't solely revolve around fan base. But fan base does matter when you make moves like this. So I think it would be ridiculous to trade him. For that reason. I agree. I think it's let the season run its course. And I think because of I, I agree with a, lot, with a lot of what you said. I think what it boils down to is Joe Lacob is he wants to win games, no doubt about it. But I think also almost more than anything else, he's a businessman. And I think he knows if Clay Thompson, if he trades Clay Thompson, that's not good for it's, business. It's going to be a lot of empty seats in that stadium. Yeah, because they're going to they're going to think to themselves like, "What's the point of even going to a game? Yeah, games are already astronomically priced, anyways. Yeah, Warriors aren't even that great right now. And at least a quarter of the Warriors fan base plays their favorite player. Yeah, and I think a lot of it for Joe Lacob is the feelings. Yeah, I think it's like you know this guy has been there's the emotional here, like, like you said four championships has been the final six times he is going to be. A statue in front of that stadium. Right. There's no doubt about it. He deserves that. So I think <clears throat> I think a lot of it has to do with the feelings of Joe Lacob. Yeah. I think he knows. Like if I trade this guy, what's the fan base gonna do to me? Yeah. You know they're gonna be like, I'm not even gonna watch the game. Let alone go. Let alone go to the game. Yeah. They're not even gonna watch the game. Your mom would be devastated. If Clay Thompson. Oh yeah. Warriors. Exactly. Would your mom even care anymore? <laughs> she would be. I mean, she still loves Steph, of course, but she'd be definitely. Hey, look at that guy. He's on a commercial. Um, <laughs> Uh, she'd definitely be devastated. Yeah, yeah. She loves Clay, and you know, and she's not alone. Clay, I mean, he's Warriors clearly fans. a shell of himself right now. And maybe the Warriors are thinking to themselves, let's let's just let's wait it out to see if he can maybe get something back, a little bit back. Yeah, and you know, he's going to be a free agent this summer, which is I think is kind of why this is being thrown around. Mm-hmm. But I still, if I had to lean one way or the other, <clears throat> I think he's going to be back next year. It's mm-hmm. going to. Probably have to be at a reduced salary, mm-hmm. but I mean, well, where else is he gonna rather be? And also, he probably has to start realizing his role has to be reduced a little bit. I mean, think about like what Russell Westbrook had to go through. It, yeah. it wasn't easy for him, but he's taking on a reduced role and he's thriving in it. Honestly, I mean, I know Clay Thompson is. You know, like all these guys, the ultimate competitor. Yeah. But he's got to be real with himself. 
I mean, Steph Curry is a one-off. Steph Curry is the greatest player in the history of this franchise. Yeah. I mean, I know Will Chamberlain played, yada, yada. It's Steph Curry. Yeah. And he probably sees Steph Curry and he's like, well, Steph's doing it still at an old age. Why can't I? But it's just like, it's just, there's certain players that can do this at a high level for a long time. Yeah. And Clay Thompson is going to be a Hall of Famer. He probably should have been top 75. He got, you know. You can make that argument. Certainly. Make argument. It's just, yeah. he, I think, like you said, he has to learn to play the game differently. I don't I mean, even be, be like open minded to doing like what you said, like Russell, what Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Doing. Or even I, like, or even like what James Harden's now doing. Like, I think James Harden is not playing the ball that he used to play and it's working. Yeah. No doubt. I, I don't even know that he has to necessarily play super totally differently. He just has to accept that he can't be the guy taking those difficult shots, you know, fading away from the basket because it's just. He's got not. He doesn't make them at the same rate that he used to. And he's no, just not. No. He's not capable of it. And he's just natural. And he's not the defender he used to be. Yeah. I mean, he's still. I don't think he's as much of a liability on defense as some people want to say he is. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's he's lots of athleticism. It's just natural, you know, evolution of the body. Yeah. And he's and he's gone through some tough injuries in recent years. So it's that, that absolutely absolutely has something to do with it. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, you can't tell me that. This guy goes through back to back serious injuries and it doesn't affect his game. Like it doesn't affect what he's doing right now. Right. I don't believe that. That's not true. I mean, it's that has to be the case. Hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, I hope he's back because I just it just wouldn't make sense to move on. And like if you just let him go in free agency too, you don't get to recoup that salary cap space. Mm-hmm. It just goes away because uh, I think the Warriors have like his bird rights mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. There's, <clears throat> but so. if, but if you are the Warriors, wouldn't you almost in a way, like let's say he like is like listen, like I'd rather you trade me so you get something from me rather than me just leaving and you're not getting anything for me. Well, I think they're probably willing to say we're not going to get anything valuable for you. So uh, it, okay. it, like it's not even worth it. Like let's just see what happens. Uh, you know, maybe Andrew Wiggins after he gets back from his injury wakes up. You know. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle some fairy dust on him. He's fucking twenty twenty two Andrew Wiggins yeah. all of a sudden. I don't know. I'm just okay, gotcha. yeah. yeah. Uh, next question from Michael Sedgley. What the hell happened to my kiwi, man? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Find Gage, it. Gage is pissed. He can't find his fruit. <laughs> it's in there. Anyways, go for it. Uh, Michael asks, "I'm a big James Harden doubter. Same, uh, but." <laughs> But they, as in the Clippers, are 26-5 and five lately. Are they the new favorites in the West? What do you think? I'm going to say no. I don't think... I mean, I, I bet Vegas would buy them pretty high odds. I think you still got to respect Sal's OKC Thunder a little bit, even though the Clippers do have more experience. They have the two-time champion, Kyle Leonard. They have the seasoned vets, James Harden, Paul George. They also have Ty Lue, who is championship-winning coach. That's true. But then you gotta respect the Nuggets. The Nuggets are still there. They're not playing the same. They're not, they're not playing great. I mean, they're like fifth right now in the standings, maybe fourth. Yeah, they're kind of hovering. They're not playing fantastic ball. But yeah, I'll take one of those. Actually, no, I'm gonna have one of these. Actually, no. What do we got here? Claw. Uh, I'll take one of these. Yeah. There you go. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. So I think the, the question was. I'm sorry. About the Clippers being contenders. I don't think they're the new favorites in the West, but I think 
the, the, it's kind of like you gotta show me. Yeah, I gotta see it. I mean, yeah, they're playing. They're playing. I didn't realize how good they're playing. Right yeah, now. they're on fire. They're playing really well. I have to apologize to all these basketball questions because <laughs> my basketball knowledge is not great at the moment because we're still deep in football. Yeah, give it another week. I'll get back into basketball. <laughs> right. But the Clippers are playing really good ball. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think the Nuggets still have to be considered the favorite. They haven't done anything that would make me believe they shouldn't be, you know, based on what we saw, obviously, when they won the championship last year. Yeah. Still a very good team this season. They're probably in that kind of cruise control regular season mode where we just know we got to get in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I guess, a little bit the way the Warriors were in the KD era. Just get in the playoffs. We know we're going to, you know, be successful most likely. So I got to give uh, Michael Sedgley, is that the last name you think? Yeah. Credit because <laughs> we broke an ISR jail, jail rule. By talking about James Harden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said James Harden is done until he makes the playoffs or something borderline historic. <laughs> Well, he he did force it upon us, but we'll take a we'll take a little shot. Can I take a little one because I have I think I have a bull prediction. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you know we uh, yeah, yeah we talked about them. That's all right. Um, we got we got to answer the people's questions. You we know? do, we do. This is what we do for the people. Yeah, exactly. We take shots. Um, I so caught, here, caught you off guard on that one. Huh? <laughs> you did. Cheers. I was like, what is he gonna say right now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I think Nuggets still number one, but I I would probably put the Clippers at number two. Because I know you mentioned uh, OKC. And the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are really good. They're young, but they're... Well, I guess they're not... By the way, I think I mentioned this to you off-air like a month ago, but big miss by us on the Timberwolves. We both... Because yeah. we that was the team that we both predicted be out of the playoffs uh, going into the season. Yeah. With <laughs> From last year. With, Anyways. What do we always say about predictions? You can't, can't. You're, just, you're not going to be right. Except for my Super Bowl pick. It's pretty good. It's looking pretty good. It's pretty good. We'll see. Anyways. Um, because I, yeah, I'm not ready to trust OKC. I'm not ready to trust Minnesota in the playoffs. Um, I would even like the Suns because they've kind of just thrown this group together a little bit. Yeah, would say I, I'd still put them probably in the third slot um, as far as contenders go. But um, still, you'd put the Suns over the Clippers? No, no, no oh. but right below the okay, Clippers. Okay, yeah, yeah, but but above those other teams like the Wolves yeah, and the Thunder. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think they're right there. The one thing that I've, the theory that I've kind of settled on, it's not like a crazy, you know, unique thought, is that to be a legitimate championship contender these days, you have to have a guy on your team that does something unique, like like a Jokic who can score super efficiently mm-hmm. and is an amazing passer as a big man, yeah. or Steph that can shoot a ridiculous volume of threes and make them at a high rate. Um, trying to think like Giannis super efficient inside um, you gotta have one of those guys on your team I don't know that the Clippers really do you don't think the only thing I would say Kawhi does really well I, I would say he's an efficient mid-range shooter yes but the thing is mid-range shot is not what it, yeah. it's not as valuable as those as you know scoring around the basket mm-hmm. is obviously if you can do that at a high rate that's gonna be more you know more reliable yeah than a jumper that's a but, I, but I, I do agree like Kawhi is pretty damn close to that cause Obviously, he led the the uh, Raptors to a championship, pretty much on his back. Yeah, and then he had the Spurs, and he was he was a big part of the Spurs teams, but he wasn't like that to that level yet when he was with the Spurs. Which is funny because he did win the Finals MVP. He did, he but did. yes, I, I do see what you mean because they they had a really good cast. Yes, players. and I think the NBA is not like that anymore. It's more about you got to have that guy, but 
they do have an, an insane collection of talent. I mean, James Harden is the third best player on the team. He's playing out of his mind. Yeah. So uh, they definitely should be feared by anyone in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, next question is from David Viegas, 22. Should the Lakers trade to make some room for more talent? Is this always the question for LeBron James? I know. Like, what, like, what can the Lakers do to get more talent around LeBron? Yeah. I'm a LeBron guy. I mean, people who listen to this this podcast <laughs> know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... There's only so much you can do. Tell me who's available, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's available that's going to help him right now? <laughs> like, LiAngelo Ball? <laughs> Jello? <laughs> I just... I don't... Because DeJounte Murray seems like the guy that is most likely as an upgrade. But is he an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell? I'll answer the question. I'm going to say no. And just work with what you got. Try your best. Work with what you got. The Lakers obviously aren't playing great ball right now, but... They're over 500. This is their team. (laughs) They're the Warriors. And you got to do... You got to work with what you got. LeBron can't have, you know, Bradley Beal... Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on his team. It's just, it's not going to happen. Speaking of Bradley Beal, that is a mistake that the Lakers made probably two years ago by not going after him. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what they need. They need a perimeter score. And, like, you can, people can talk all they want about D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, but those guys are way too streaky to, to be relied upon as the third best player on the team. And, and consider the Lakers a true contender, in my opinion. But I just don't know who else is out there that they could, you know, move one of those guys or anybody else to to improve that situation. Yeah. I don't see it for the Lakers this year. No, and I'm I like to say I'm happy about that. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron's time winning championships. I just think it's done. I think he's done. He's got four. He's the all time leading scorer. There's too much that has to go right around him. I think at this age, he's the second best player of all time. I think that's good enough. He's not going to get six. He's not. I, I can't see it unless he goes. I don't know to the to, unless he goes to the Bucks or the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Or the Celtics. <laughs> the Celtics that would be hilarious. It's just it's, it's, it's LeBron. It's just if you're the if you're the Lakers, do you trade LeBron for Jalen Brown right now? Straight up. Ooh, no, uh, no. Do you think? Would you? I, I mean, if you're, I think the, it's, if you're the Celtics, I'd probably want to do that. But you, I mean, no, if you because like LeBron, what do you get in two more years after this one at most? But I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> and then Jalen Brown obviously has a lot of career I, left. I guess the way I guess the way I'm thinking is if LeBron was on the Celtics, they'd have to be <clears throat> the the top the favorite. Which and I think if you're some the, people that, would argue that they are right now. And I think if you're the Celtics, I mean, yeah, you have to do anything you can to win right now because yeah. all you have is right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can have Jalen Brown for ten years, but you can't guarantee. I'm not saying LeBron, LeBron James on the Celtics would guarantee a championship, but I just feel like, <laughs> I guess I don't really. I feel like LeBron James on the Celtics right now would be better than Jalen Brown on the Celtics. With Jason Tatum. This year. This year. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. But but going forward, like, if, if you did that as the Lakers, yeah. I'm saying you would have a, a very good player yeah, alongside Anthony Davis for the next five years. I mean, as long as Anthony Davis stays healthy. Yeah. But I would bet you that the Celtics would get a championship in that however long LeBron was there. 
than Jalen than Jalen Brown and Anthony Davis together. It's very possible. It, it's 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 a weird one because I think the Lakers are fucked either way in that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah too. <laughs> well, yeah, and the Celtics are feel it's a sitting pretty. Yeah. You know, for however long. I don't. I actually like. They would be better with LeBron, but I don't, I don't know if it changes them like drastically. Probably not drastically, but yeah. it's just his basketball IQ and his experience. Right. It would put them in a different different situation. But let me tell you, if LeBron <clears throat> went to the Celtics, that'd be hilarious. And they went to the finals and lost with LeBron. They would, <laughs> dude, oh, they Boston would tear him up. They would not let him live it down, <laughs> especially after him breaking their hearts. Yeah. When he was playing for Miami, maybe, Miami, maybe Cleveland a little bit too. You might have, yeah. I mean, they would just, they would lose it. Because <laughs> they'd be like, I mean, they, I don't even know if Boston fans would be happy if LeBron was on the Celtics. No, I feel like Boston is the city that probably hates him more than any other. They'd probably know? rather have Jalen Brown because, like, he's he's one of us, you know, drafted. Like, he's born and bred. That kind of shit. I'd love to ask a legitimate Celtics fan that question. <sighs> Too bad I don't know any. I know. I don't think I do. Like, legitimate Celtics fans. Celtics fan. Who, who yeah. would be one? You'd have to be kind of a douchebag to live out here and be a Celtics fan, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know any. I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's probably someone we know that claims the Celtics, but we just don't really know. I imagine it's like being from Boston and trying to find a Laker fan. (laughs) Right. It's kind of hard. Uh, Okay. Like, I'd love to know what Dave Portnoy would answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. Because he hates LeBron, doesn't he? I'm sure he doesn't love him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Okay, we're moving on to football questions. The first one's actually a football question uh, from Autumn Darko. She asks, how do you think Bay FC will affect support for women's sports and the National Women's Soccer League? That's a good question. I do like this question. I mean, I think it'll be... I mean, it's got to it's gotta be positive. Yeah, for sure. It has to be. I, I mean, think... I don't, I don't see anything negative coming out of this. No. I think... Um, I mean, for women's sports as a whole... I think they're coming into a great market because especially similar time that the the you know WNBA team that's supposedly coming, right? Yeah, Golden State, whatever. Yeah, whatever the team that's in San Francisco that's gonna be here. Which I, I may root for. I might I may root for. Depending on what the colors are. <laughs> Even then it's just uh, not as much. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, the whole Golden State thing threw me off. Yeah. But you know, I mean why wouldn't I support them? They're yeah. not the they're not the Warriors. Exactly. They're not gonna be called the Warriors now. Not gonna be called the Warriorettes, <laughs> the Lady Warriors. Anyways, I think it's a great market. Obviously, Northern California, especially, is a pretty progressive, um, you know, region, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I think it. I honestly, it makes me think now, in hindsight, why didn't this? Why hasn't this happened like ten years ago? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great market to come into. The only the only trouble that women's pro sports have. Um, is that is the branding? They they just don't have the history. I yeah. think I think that's a huge thing, and, and 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 it's a reason why, and it's a little unfortunate and maybe unfair, but it's just the reality is that women, especially basketball players, the peak of their popularity happens in college. Right now, mm-hmm. it may change as history goes on, but I, I like. Sabrina Ionescu is still popular, but she was definitely more popular when she was playing in college because Oregon has a brand as a university. Yes. And not even outside of athletics. And, you know, and that goes for every school that these gals play for um, going, you know, in college. And it's just, uh, 
it's just something that it's going to take years and years of support from fans to build the brand and, you know, support even just the individuals as well um, before it becomes anything big. Because, like, the reason that all of the men's pro sports teams have the support that they do is because of the brands that they've yeah. built over years and years and years. I That was very well said. And I think it's it's up to us as, you know, fans and you know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of soccer, but I do want to support this team, but it's not gonna work unless we make it work. Like anything else. <clears throat> unless like you know, if you're a band, if you're right. another you know, another pro pro sports team, if you're like a movie, like you, you have to people have to wanna to be behind you to make it work. Right. Like think of it this way. It's gonna to be tough for them. I think it's I do think it's a good market because San Jose does have the sharks. They do have earthquakes. Yep. But I'm going to tell you this. It's hard because how often do you hear about the earthquakes? In this in this area alone, let alone the rest of the MLS. No, no, yeah, not, not that much. much. And let's think about it this way. The Sharks. They are, for sure, in the Bay Area, a well-known team. 100%. They're an NHL team. They are big. But how much do you think people talk about the Sharks, even when they don't stink, in... The hockey world? The hockey world. Yeah, they're probably a bottom 10 brand, Yeah, I would guess. And, you know, it's... I mean, we love the Sharks. That's because we're from here. Yeah. You talk to somebody from like San Diego, they don't care about the Sharks. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's it's they're going to struggle. There's not going to be a lot of people in those stands, unfortunately. Hopefully, hopefully there is, and I think there will be for the first couple of games. Not to mention, it's kind of hard to even get out there. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a fun drive. But I just think the fact that the Sharks, who have been around since '91, are a huge franchise, you know, well-known. Yeah, that's going to be the... The Earthquakes are still, you know, they, I feel like they've kind of been bottom feeders. They, yeah. they had a good year this year, didn't they? Or they just missed the playoffs? They just missed the playoffs, I think. Or they, they made the play-in game or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's like anything else. It's just we have to, as a fan base, do our part to spread this word. Yeah. That That, that is the thing, too, is like... I think there's a lot of people out there, like, pushing verbally, like... Hey, support this, support that, but they don't actually do it themselves. They're just verbalizing because actions, as we all know, are bigger than words. Yeah, I think if you're if you're saying go support women's basketball, but you're not out there going to games, I don't want to hear it. Honestly, like yeah. I, I think I, I I don't mean it like that. I just like I think you have to also do it for it for it to actually grow. You can't just say do it. And not do it yourself. Well, I think you could do it in different ways. I don't think it just has to be you have to go with the games. I do think you could do things like go on Instagram, like do a post on your story, or maybe like buy merch or buy jerseys. Sure, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily like... Like, I don't see... Like, I would love to go to a Bay FC game. I don't see myself going to one unless we all make a plan to do it. But I think I could also support by doing some kind of Instagram post or talking to my friends about it. And yeah, it's just like... I mean, I think as long as you're doing something, that's better than doing nothing. Yeah. But I, I just think, like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't mean as much if you're not actually supporting the team by going out and being there for games or at least doing whatever you can to, okay. like, paying to, to stream the games. Or that. that's, that's kind of what, like, what yeah, it comes down to. Like if, you, if you watch the games on, on TV, I think that's yeah good enough. Yeah. yeah. And I do think also if you buy merch, I think that means. That's that's something, too. That I'll means give me that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I do see what you're saying. Like, yeah. Like, but but if someone's like, oh, I love. Like, I could say I rep the earthquakes, and they're like, oh yeah, do you go to games? I'll be like, no, but it's like, I, you know, I still yeah. will root for them if need be. But I just I, I don't know how you can how anyone can expect something to grow if you just talk about it and don't actually do anything. You know, that's true. Right. Yeah. 
For sure. Because at the end of the, the end of the day, it's it is a business yeah. that, that drives the yeah. support of these teams. Yeah. You can't just like say go support the team <laughs> and not do it. Yeah. Next question is from Chavaway. He asks this one's for me specifically, but I'll let, you know I'll let you answer it too. He said, "Is it seriously time to give Trey Lance a shot, or stick with Dak one more year?" <sighs> that's a that's a <laughs> very good question. Yeah. Mm. Like what do I like? What do I want to do? I think, I think we all know the writing on the wall. If you're a cowboy fan, I mean, especially if you're not a cowboy fan, you know the writing on the wall. If you're a cowboy fan, you might think, "Oh, what are you talking? This guy was an you know possible MVP winner this year." <clears throat> I get all that, but I mean, it's just like we know what Dak is. We know what he does in the playoffs. I know it's it's not a one man game, and you know it takes the whole team to make it work. But I'm kind of there. I mean, I want to see a Trey Lance has. I don't want the Cowboys to, you know, quote-unquote, waste a draft pick because that's how they got Trey Lance. I want to see what he's got. He has to have better talent than Dak Prescott based off his draft, his draft positioning. I would, I, would, uh, I would like to think it's at least equal. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe even more, like, athletic. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hate for the Cowboys to get Trey Lance and then get rid of Trey Lance without ever seeing anything on the, on the actual field. Obviously, right. I'm not there for when he practices and all that kind of stuff. But I just want to – I want to see him play – I mean, play him in a preseason game. i got to see something. i got to imagine he's going to play am, a good amount in the preseason I am so tired of the Cooper Rush BS. <laughs> Cooper Rush, cool. He – does not have he might have the better mind yeah and he's actually played in games that is the reason he's there but he, he I, I cannot imagine he has more talent than Trey Lance no and anyone that's like let's give Cooper Rush a shot over Dak no. is out of their fucking mind that's, that, that's that, that, <laughs> I know that's a very small that is a Skip Bayless take yeah it's a very small percentage of people that probably think that way but it's not it's not the reality to answer your question Sal it is seriously time to give Trey Lance a shot. It's not going to. I mean, and it's not going to happen because, I mean, Jerry Jones is delirious. I mean, I can't say it. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I'm beating a, a dead dog. I'm beating a dead horse at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it is time. It's time. Yeah. I think we're getting there. I want to see him just. I don't know. Like, I don't want Dak Prescott to get hurt. But it's like I almost. I want to see Trey Lance on the field. Right. I do. It's it's an interesting situation that they have. I mean. I, I think, like, sorry, the only reason why I think they got Trey Lance to begin with was because they're worried about Dak in the back of their minds. And I think after that playoff performance, and yes, the defense was atrocious, but Dak also didn't play well. I think they thought, man, well, if Dak can't get us to at least a championship game, because that, that's, that's right now for the Cowboys, like I've said before, that's where they need to get to. Yeah, it doesn't need to be the Super Bowl. It needs to be the championship. You just need to see some progress. Yes, yeah. I need to see. I need. I need either two playoff wins or the first round bye, and then a divisional win. Yeah, that's what I need. And I think Jerry Jones, in the back of his mind, I hope was saying, like, man, we can get this guy for this kind of draft stock. Yeah, and then, or get this guy for this kind of draft pick, and then like if our quarterback, if we're not sure about him, we can lean back on this. That I mean, if, if if there's any other reason why Jerry Jones got him, then it doesn't make <clears> sense to me. Yeah, I, I think if if you're Jerry, you cannot give Dak another contract extension. 
No, I don't. Wait, think... Is he going into his final season? Or his, final, his final year? Yeah, this I, coming I think, season. I think it is. Yeah. If if they extend to him for equal or more money than he's currently making, they're fucked. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's the only way I can put it. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, I could see if Dak was willing to to play for you know half of the league average, which would probably be like twenty million. Like as far as guys that get extensions, which would probably be like twenty five million dollars. I think that makes sense going forward if you want to stick with him. But I think you got to say you're playing on a lame duck contract, short leash. Mm. Yeah, I, I can. I can understand. Like, if the Cowboys started like three and three, and Dak wasn't playing well, he was throwing picks. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? You know. And I, and I know Jerry Jones wants to stick it to the Niners bad. Yeah, for I sure. know he does. Yeah. And what would be the best way to stick it to the Niners? Beat is him if, with Trey Lance. if he if he played Trey Lance and Trey Lance fucking I mean not balls but plays but was, pretty good. Yeah. I mean what other, what else could you what else could you want? Like yeah, we took your guy. I mean your guy's good. Yeah, but we took a guy that you thought was good, you didn't, and he's playing well for us. It's going to be interesting to see if any if the Cowboys do give him a shot or if any team ever does give him a shot. They, because I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I want. I would love him to. I know. I mean, I even think Sal wants him wants to because I know yeah. Sal's a Trey Lance guy. I mean, he love, I'm sure he loves himself some Brock Purdy, but I know he's been a Trey Lance guy since like he drafted him. I I do feel bad for Trey with the way it all, ch- you know, shook out, but. In the back of my mind, I just, I kind of feel like maybe he just really doesn't have it. Because, like, why would you just give him away for a fifth-round pick? I, I, I could see maybe you didn't want to have the drama around with him being the backup. Yeah. But still, like, the, if Sam Darnold's beating you out for a backup spot and Brock Purdy's beating you out for a starting job, yeah, it's just, uh, it's not a good, not a good look for you. Yeah. I know he's really young, so he's probably still raw. I'm not not going to say he couldn't learn by sitting, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious. I can't say for sure on anything. Like, he probably deserves to get a chance. He was the third overall pick. Yeah. And I don't think it was crazy of the Niners to, to draft him third overall. No. Better than Mac Jones. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, at least Mac Jones took a team to the playoffs. So, he, yeah, he's definitely accomplished more, but he's probably going to be pretty close out of the league in the next couple of years. So, <laughs> yeah. Another question from Coco Thunder three, who is the best Brock Lesnar or Purdy, and why is it Purdy? <laughs> you know, I know my answer. <laughs> this is a this is a great question. This is a really good one. <laughs> this is a really good question. Um, I'm gonna go, and this is not me being petty. I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar on the off chance that he's listening, because I don't want him to try to kick my ass. Because Brock Lesnar is a fucking tank. He's a unit. I mean, Brock Lesnar, you got to think, he's an, been an MMA fighter. I think he's currently in WWE, if not vice versa. Yeah, I think he's considered, I read that he's like a yeah. free agent, so he can do whatever I think, I think, wrestling I mean, he wants. He was a hell of wrestler, college, high school, might have been, maybe not Olympic, but something like that. And, I mean, I think he was even on the Vikings practice squad. He was, yeah. He played in like a preseason game, I think. And yes, could I be eating these words come next episode with Brock <laughs> Purdy because he's the Super Bowl MVP? Maybe. But as of right now, I'm rolling... With Brock Lesnar. I'm going to say Purdy because he didn't have to take steroids to be where he is today. <laughs> but if you're asking accomplishments, of course, Brock Lesnar's, you know, being almost twice Brock's, Purdy's age, uh, definitely more accomplished. 
Great question. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great question. I love that question. Uh, the next question is from A. Woods. He asks a pretty good question. I like well. this one, yeah. Top five corners in NFL history, and you're going to go about this how? So, I, you know, obviously we could go do research and, and look up guys, old guys or whatever, Hall of Famers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think all five of the guys I have on my list are Hall of Famers. Okay. But I went with a more nostalgic list. For me, guys that for the most part played in you know during my childhood and, and, and into you know the current era. Um, so I actually have an honorable mention, and it's going to be Richard Sherman. Um, obviously, Stanford, I'm a big Stanford, Stanford guy. <laughs> didn't 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 like him when he was at Stanford. <laughs> I'm sure. You but How, did you like him until he was on the Niners? <laughs> no, I hate him. But I, I still respect uh, his game. He was he was a good player with the Seahawks for sure, and had a good year with the Niners as well. But Starting number, I'll go five to one. Uh, number five, I have Ty Law. Ty Law was a huge, uh, you know, imp- had a huge impact on those early Patriots Super Bowls, early two thousands. I'm surprised you put Ty Law. Yeah. I said it as a joke, and you're like, he's actually in my top five. Yeah, he's. Are you five. actually? Are you actually going five to one? Or are you just gonna say? I'm going five to one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So five to one. Uh, Ty Law number five. Number four, I have Darrell Revis. I actually could have put him at three, but I put him at four. Yeah. Um, really, the only guy that. Gave Randy Moss a run for his money in those Patriots years. Yeah. Um, I mean, Randy Moss got him a few times. Don't get me wrong, because he's Randy Moss. Yeah. But really, the only guy that could hang with him. Number three, I got Champ Bailey, who I think is kind of a forgotten, like, yeah. badass cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, was pretty much the lockdown guy from you know in the mid two thousands in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Number two, I got Charles Woodson. Um, obviously, he was a little bit before our time, but still played a good amount of years in the, in yeah. the 2000s. And then Deion Sanders, I got number one. He actually might be overrated. Might be. As a, as maybe just like a cornerback. He's a, obviously a great yeah. player. Did more than just play cornerback. Yeah. But uh, I still got him number one because he's Deion. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Deron Bland. I think I'm going <laughs> to... That almost get you. You almost made me spit my beer, dude. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, I'm not going to do... I'll say my number one, for sure, Deion Sanders. Everything else, it's just kind of tough because you see guys like Mel Blunt, like Willie Brown. I couldn't even like consider those. Dick Knight, Train Lane. Like These are all like <laughs> like legends, you know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, I don't know. I'll probably go Rod Woodson, number two. Rod's a good and I keep choice. And I keep seeing... I mean, I know Ronnie Lott was a safety, but you know, I typed in best corners of all time, and he's on this... like. I think he maybe did, because I saw that he put, that he was listed as a corner, as a Hall of Famer, as a, as a safety slash corner. If that's the case, I'm going to put Ronnie Lott at three. Or maybe... No, I'll probably go Dion, Ronnie Lott, maybe go Rod Woodson. I'll put Darrell Rebus at four, because, I mean, he had he was an island. Yeah. He was his own, he was his own guy. Yep. Fifth one... Man, I'd probably go Charles Woodson. Yeah, just out of respect. <clears throat> Champ Bailey, honorable mention for sure. Richard Sherman, I think, is up there. Rondé Barber, I think he kind of played safety too. But yeah, he was good. I just, I know he's a Hall of Famer. I never thought that, like, from what I remember him, I never thought of him as like yeah. one of those guys that was up there. But he was very good. Also, honorable mention, Patrick Peterson. He was pretty good. Patrick Peterson, good. I, I think if you were gonna. Cons- Consider some more modern guys. Yeah. Obviously, you'd throw Jalen Ramsey in the mix. Yeah. But I wanted to go with guys that I kind of grew up with in a way. Yeah. Namdi Asamoah. Yeah, he was a good one. He actually was really <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. I thought you were laughing. He definitely fell off, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was good. Yeah. He sucked for the Niners. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> good with the Raiders, though. He was very good with the Raiders. Good question. Good yeah. question. I like that one. 
Uh, what's the next one? Elias Troy, best QB or best option at quarterback for the Raiders going forward. Aiden O'Connell, free agent, or draft, or all of the above. I don't know how all of the above can be an answer in this situation. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is the answer. He is definitely not the answer. He is not the answer. So, not him. Yeah. <laughs> free agent, I mean, Russell Wilson? Mm. No. Eh. No. Eh. Not for me. The only thing that, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is Michael Penix. So, I, yeah, I got a couple, like, thoughts on this, like, I think it's it would be fine to have Aiden O'Connell be your starting quarterback at the beginning of next season because they're picking 13th, I believe, the Raiders are. So if they get lucky enough to, that one of the guys that they like as a quarterback falls to them, sure, go draft him. Yeah. But I think at that position, you kind of just got to go best player available. Yeah. Unless, and if that, if that quarterback falls to you and he is the best player available, go get him. But I think... Even if you are drafting a quarterback at 13, he's probably not going to be your guy right away unless he just blows you away in yeah. preseason. Um, so I think Aiden O'Connell probably starts the year next year, but in the, for the future, it's definitely somebody else. Yeah. So It's not it's not Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. So I, I think if they don't draft a quarterback in the first round, which I think is, is a very realistic possibility, maybe you go and see if someone decent falls second, third round, like if J.J. McCarthy, if you like him, you know, um, and if, and you know, you have him on the roster as your backup, Aiden O'Connell struggling in the middle of the year, give him a shot. I so you think, you think Penix will go before? Maybe. I, I mean, it's some, a lot of people are kind of saying he's more like a second rounder than a first rounder, so. You, you think if Penix is available, you think the Raiders should draft him? Um, that's interesting because... Another thing I've thought about is the fact that there's probably a lot of quarterbacks that are going to come off the board that aren't better than some players that are going to be available, which might give oh, yeah. a better player at 13 to the Raiders. Um, so yeah. it's tough. It, it's, I mean, you, you have to have a quarterback to win nowadays, but if you don't have anything around him, like you could just end up with a Justin Fields situation. Or like a Bryce Young. Or a Bryce Young situation. Yeah. So it's... It's hard. It's hard because, I mean, yeah, Penix is on the board and they're there. I mean, seeing what he did this year and how, I mean, we know. Yeah. We, we have drooled over how he can throw the football. Right. Is is it going to translate in the NFL if he doesn't have, it's like, a, a great yeah. offensive line? It's not a guarantee. It's, it's, it's going to be different, to say the least. Yeah. I just don't <clears> see how the Raiders, the coaching staff, unless I'm missing something, they're like Aiden O'Connell, like our guy. Oh yeah, not like you can't like, for the long term. Yeah, he cannot play for this team in twenty twenty five unless unless somehow he gets into the playoffs. There's no chance he plays for them in twenty twenty five. Um, I I do want to like extend this question to what what do you think you should go for first when building a team? Say you're in a rebuild mode. Do you try to build a roster first and then get a quarterback, or vice versa? Because if you really, because I, I feel like the answer probably is the the whole team first. Because look at the Niners, the Brock Purdy. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like the Niners really hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. In in building the roster, mm-hmm. aside from the quarterback. But do you trust yourself to actually do that before you find your quarterback? Because a lot of quarterbacks' most valuable seasons are those like second, third, fourth yeah. year when they're on a cheap contract. Yeah. But I mean, you can look at guys like Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning, who were both first picks. 
Right. Pa- I think Peyton Manning threw over 20 picks his first year. <laughs> yeah. I think Troikman maybe won one game or two games his, yeah. his rookie year. And yeah. it still worked out for those quarterbacks. In the long run, yeah. But yeah. those guys became so good. Cause you, you, because of the team around them. Well, because they were really good individuals, though. Yeah. Um, like, they elevated everybody else. I don't know that you can expect every quarterback to be that guy. They can be good, yeah. but they're not necessarily going to Not everyone's going to be the, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But... But that doesn't mean that they couldn't win a Super Bowl, regardless. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a uh, it's, it's, it's it's almost a near impossible way to think of it. It's, like you, the way there's I no figured out. Yeah, there's almost no right or wrong answer. Yeah. yeah. Because to your point, like the Niners have done a great job building a team, but they haven't won a Super Bowl doing it. Yeah. And the guy <laughs> that they're playing is you know the better the better quarterback. I, I Patrick. Oh Will, yeah, for yeah, sure. Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback, and that's why it's this game is. A coin flip, essentially, yeah. on paper. Yeah. All right, so with that, we're going to move on to our Super Bowl-related questions. Um, we're going to – I'm just going to – they're all basically the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to ask them all together, and we're going to just kind of answer them as one. Uh, Chava, he asked, what do you both think are the three thing, three key things the Niners need to do to pull out a W? Arkells, thanks for the question. What will the Niners have to do in order to beat the Taylor Swifts? Very creative. <laughs> <laughs> And then, last but not least, A1 Alonzo23, what are your three keys to victory for both teams in the Super Bowl? No biases. No bias on this show whatsoever. Right, Gage? Never. <laughs> I mean, I'm always real with the Niners. Don't, don't even get it twisted. I know who I'm rooting for in this game, but I will give it to you, give yeah. it to you straight. I agree that you are, uh, you're fair. Thank you. Maybe a little... Uh, Negative at times. <laughs> yeah. So are we gonna? So we're gonna go three key things. I think we'll just gonna... talk about the three key things for both because that's basically the question for all of them. Um, okay, for me, I'll go with the Niners first. I think the three key things. I think the defense has to show up. Yeah, they can't play like they the, have. The defense has to show up. I think it's the first and foremost because defense. What they say? Wins championships. Wins championships. <laughs> I think the run game from the Niners has to show up. I think McCaffrey has to touch the ball. <laughs> 25 times, maybe. I know it's not really how the Niners. Whatever operate. they can do to take off pressure from Brock. Exactly. I think maybe have Debo run a couple times. Yeah. And the third one, I think I think Brock needs to be ready for the moment. Yeah. I think, because, I mean, this is. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, he might. He's probably a confident guy, but I don't know if he ever imagined he'd be actually in this situation. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's in, in, and I think. <clears throat> Looking across to who you're playing, you're playing Pat Mahomes, two-time champion. You're playing Andy Reid. You're playing Travis Kelsey. Yep. You're playing those guys. You're yep. playing the guys. You're playing like the new, the new Brady, essentially, in a way. Pretty much. So I, I think Brock just he needs to be Nick Foles. I mean, yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, that honestly, like just <clears throat> be ready. Don't be a superhero. You don't need to be. Just be, be who you've been all season, and it'll probably work out for you. I think this isn't one of my keys necessarily, but I think Kyle Shanahan has to Coach. fucking come with it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he cannot fuck around. He really can't. I mean, he's blown two Super Bowls. He literally has blown two Super Bowls, um, and he can't he can't do it again. Or people are gonna. I mean, I think people are ready to sort of doubt him. Yeah. Maybe unfairly so, but yeah. I think it's really gonna start. That conversation is gonna be legitimate at that point. My three my three things for the Niners. I'm I guess a little more specific. They gotta, they gotta generate a legitimate pass rush on on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They can't let him be comfortable because he'll, 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 he'll pick he'll, him apart. He'll pick him apart. The the Niners, you know, 
defense as a whole, like it's just been like I have some numbers on my phone. I'm not even going to break them out because it's not worth it. But they just have not been the same team the last like six games as they were for the first you know three quarters of the season. So I think they they need to come to play and and bring some heat on Mahomes. Get him like on the ground. The Niners have I, maybe it's just because they're the team that I watch, but I feel like so often they they create a pass rush. And then they just run right by the quarterback and miss him. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's the most frustrating thing to watch. Because so I need to get him on the ground. The other thing is they need to keep Isaiah Pacheco in check. Mm. They don't necessarily have to, like, completely stop him, but they can't let him go crazy. Um, obviously, the Lions did a really good job early in the game running around the edges against the Niners defense. Um, so they got to find a way to, to keep the run game in check because – you know, if you have to start stacking the box or anything like that, then you're just going to give Mahomes even more space to work with yeah. in the secondary. The other thing, the thing, thing that I don't think the 49ers can afford is to lose the turnover battle. If if you give the Chiefs an extra possession, it's you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I, I think they can like they can afford to be even in the turnover battle. If they win the turnover battle, it could be really great for them. Mm. Um, but if they lose the turnover battle, I mean, we saw. These are more extreme situations, but obviously five turnovers against the Ravens, uh, three, I think, in the loss against the Browns, and three in the loss against the Vikings. Yeah. That's been kind of the recipe for beating the Niners is them kind of beating themselves. Yeah. So I think that's that's going to be huge, you know, and that kind of comes down to Brock, you know, not just chucking the ball up and, and you know, turning it over like he, he has a couple times in, in recent games. Speaking of the turnover battle, <clears throat> is my bold prediction, I have one. I want to ask you if you think it is one. Go for it. So Patrick Mahomes has played in three Super Bowls so far. The first two, he threw two picks in each game. The last one last year, he played spectacular. Yeah. He, he did what he had to do. He was borderline flawless. Bold prediction, I think he will throw two picks in this game. Two? Yeah, I'll see, I'll see that's bold. He has bold? Yeah. Okay. Lace me up. Two picks for Patty? I'd love to see that. Because you got to think, I think we talked about this last year, before last year's game. He was kind of, I mean, not not to, not to open an old wound, but if he would have lost to the Niners four years ago and then lost to the Tampa Bay like he did, yeah. we would be kind of thinking about him like like a LeBron James. Like, John like Elway-ish. John Elway. Like, yeah. What, is this guy, I mean, this guy's good, yeah. but he's getting smoked in these games. Yeah, and he's not playing well. I mean, that, that Niner game... Saved his ass, and obviously he won last year, so it kind of changed everything. Right, but like he, the narrative would have been interesting. It would have been, and yeah. he and he didn't. He just besides last year, and I've said it three times already, but he has not played great. I mean, I, I mean, two picks in each of his first two Super Bowls to yeah. me is not fantastic. You I mean, he won Super Bowl MVP in the in the one against the Niners, but like you, you look at his stat line, and you're like, eh, I mean, he was okay, yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't. He definitely wasn't special. He he had a few moments where he was you know pretty awesome. I I think the narrative in that one was too is like this guy's awesome, so we're, he's getting the MVP. Yeah, like there's no question. So you think that's a bull prediction? Yeah, I'll give it to. You. Sweet, you taking one too with me? Yeah, I'll just okay. sh- share the cool. share the fun. Do you work tomorrow? I do. <laughs> you heard it here first. Also, I have a lot of Super Bowl bets on my bull predictions. I have the. Uh, the one that's, you know, not going to happen because it already has happened. I had the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, first kiss. <laughs> first public kiss. Sorry. I also have the Niners winning the Super Bowl. 
which I said. Um, There's a lot going on there for you. November 27th. So, I feel, I mean, <laughs> hey, who knows? I could get a double whammy. I could get the Pat Mahomes two picks and the Niners win. You're good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> It'd be looking pretty. All right, three keys for the Chiefs then. What do you got? Three keys for the Chiefs. <clears throat> uh, I think they have to stop the run because I, I didn't realize how bad their pass rush is. Well, they, well they're, they're not. And their run defense is, the run is, defense. is actually, yeah, it's definitely gettable. Gettable. Um, I think the receivers need to catch the ball. Well, I know. Yeah. I know they've been doing that in the playoffs. They've, they've definitely great. been better. But you know, <clears throat> it's it, anything can happen in a game. I think. I really think the receivers catching the ball could be a difference for the Chiefs in this game. Yeah. And then the, the third one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Pat Mahomes doesn't need to be the hero. Exactly. I mean, I think he can just do kind of honestly, but it's actually what, yeah, like, do like what Brock Purdy's doing. Like you can just kind of dig and dunk and just. Just kind of take a take a page out of Brady's book later in his career. Yeah, like you don't need to be. I mean, not to say he has been this, but like seventy five yards down the field passes. Like he can just you know five boom. Here's eight. Here's three. Just make it work. Right. I think creating some big plays because you know they they've been okay on offense this year, but certainly not what we've seen in the past, and. And then my other, it's kind of to a similar point, but my other thing would be like the red zone offense needs to be efficient because even though the Niners defense has been a little suspect, that is the red zone is kind of the one area all season that they've been pretty solid in enforcing field goals. And obviously they don't want to get into a situation where they're kicking field goals and, and keeping the Niners in the game because of that. Um, so I think big plays will help where they don't even have to be in the red zone. Yeah. You know, and the Niners have given up some big plays we've seen yeah. in, the, in the playoffs already. So I think yeah. that's definitely something that can be done. But obviously, their receivers, someone's going to have to step up for them, yeah. like you already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, my last thing would be, I think, I, I know their run defense is, is you know, I mean, McCaffrey's going to be McCaffrey. I expect him to have some kind of an impact, whether it's huge or, you know, just average. But they have a great they have great corners, so I think Ayuk is is going to be dealt with relatively easy. Um, they got pretty good linebackers. Kittle, you know, maybe dealt with pretty easily. I think Debo is kind of like X factor. If they yeah. can slow his versatility down, that'll go a long way to to you know force some force some punts for the Niners. I also I also have some worries for for both teams. Being my oh for sure yeah go, uh, for go the Forty ers I think. Getting off to a slow start is a worry, like they have the past two playoff games. Fucking yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I know that they don't do this. They don't do this under Kyle Shanahan. But I almost feel like they need to, if they win the coin toss, take the ball first, score immediately, just to show the Chiefs like we're here, like yeah. we're ready to play. He's not going to do that because he likes to do the we'll get the ball four minutes left, score, get the ball back, score play back. yeah, play the the double. I know. totally get that. Yeah, and I think that's probably the better way to do it. But, I mean, wouldn't you just want to get the ball, march down the field, score, and say, Chiefs, you got to match us now? My only – the only thing I would say against that is – or I guess a couple things. One, that's never been the philosophy, so why would you change it for a Super Bowl? Yeah. Two, what if you don't score on that first drive, well, you then can't. you lose that advantage right away. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's boom, boom. You're right. 
You know. But how about like, how about you have the confidence? Like the Niners. I want how many times the Niners. Sco- I mean, you don't, we don't know the, the stats, but I would feel pretty confident in them when they their opening drive because it's not the first possession, but it's mm-hmm. like after the other team gets the ball. Right. I want to say they score more times than not when they do that, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. They had a run going on. Early in the season, where they scored like touchdown on every first drive, That's what I'm saying. or something like that. So it's not something that they're. I mean, they're not. <clears throat> they might be thrown off a little bit if they were to get the ball first and do it. Right. But I do. I mean, I understand why Cal Shanahan does it. I, right. I, I totally do. I, I mean, the defense is a worry. Like I said earlier, run in the secondary, like the run defense in the secondary. Yeah. They got to. They have to figure it out. And then, I mean, Brock Purdy could be a worry. I. I just don't. Yeah, he's I, an experience. I, I, I kind of get these visions of the. <clears throat> The Ravens game, right? Christmas. I yeah, kinda, for sure. I kind of have some scary visions for him, like like how it's going to be. Kind of, they could be like that, right? Because I mean, you can't have that. If you have that game, you, you can't. You can't have that game, right? And I, he won't have that game, but he, he's got to be. He has to be ready. Well, here's the thing: is like he has to be ready. We thought the Ravens defense was really good, and they definitely are. Maybe the best. And the Chiefs is better. And then, and then the Chiefs. Shut, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, what they did to the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you, it it makes you wonder, like, what what, what are we going to be dealing with on you know come Super Bowl Sunday as you know as the Forty ers um, So, yeah, I think I think those are definitely some real concerns. Um, I mean, on the Chiefs side, like you got Patrick Mahomes, you you got to like the fact that he's gotten you here, given the circumstances with this team. You, you how could you not be confident? And you you could you could still say. We've got nothing to lose because of all those reasons, you yeah. know. So it's, it's. I wish we were Niners fans were had the luxury of that feeling, yeah. but we don't. Well, I mean, we I mean, just have a great team with an experienced quarterback. Because Mahomes has gone through, I mean, a gauntlet. I mean, he, he beat Tua and the Dolphins, which is a potent offense. I know the I know the conditions weren't. We're definitely in their favor. In their favor, yeah. yeah. They beat Josh Allen and the Bills, who were the hottest team of football. That was that was a very quality win. I'll and then they beat and Lamar Ravens Jackson and the Ravens on the road. Yeah. So it's it's I don't know. I think experience does matter. Like Mahomes knows what he's going into. Like he's the whole media day thing. He's gonna be used to doing all this. Right. And so are not most of the Chiefs, but some of these Chiefs. You know what I mean? A good amount of them. Yeah. I think Andy Reid's gonna be like, listen, you're here last year. Some of you were. Some of you were. Yeah. Like we, you know, we just had to play our game and worry about what we have to do. I think there's a lot of those things that are in the Chiefs' favor, which is why I think it would be easy, and why a lot of people I think are leaning towards the Chiefs, get, you know, regardless of what the odds makers are saying and all that. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I think even though this game feels to me on paper like a coin flip, it doesn't mean that I think it's going to be a close game necessarily. Like, if the Niners play their best game and the Chiefs play their best game, I think I'd still like the Niners. Yeah, I would too. If the Niners play their best game the Chiefs play even a decent game, I think the Niners could beat them pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, we've seen the Niners, you know, and Brock have some tough games and get blown out. So I think that's certainly on the table as well. Yeah. There's a lot that – I think everything pretty much to me is on the table in this game. As <laughs> <laughs> evenly matched as it seems on paper, I think everything's on the table. Other things about the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to wear red, Niners are wear white. It'd be exact same – Just uni- like four years ago. Exact same uniforms four? as four years ago. Yeah, four ago. years ago. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. Oh, I, I like that. <laughs> Bet you do. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know. I think, I think I can almost guarantee the Chiefs did that. Because maybe for one, they are the home team and they like to wear red. I think they did that because of that reason four years ago. And I think also they probably thought to themselves, there's going to be a lot of red in that stadium. And that is obviously wear red too. So it yeah. might just kind of seem like it's a, a Chiefs home game given all the red. Different shades. Yeah. But I think it also, like if they were more white, it might feel a lot differently being on that team, being like, wow, there's a lot of red here. Right. When they're wearing the red. Yeah. And I think psychologically, I think that kind of does something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fans are going to cheer one way or the other, but when you look out there, you're like, okay, kind of feels like we're at Arrowhead. Yeah. A lot of red. A lot of, uh, you know, white too, because the Chiefs kind of got white going on too. It's, right. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I don't discount your, your reasons for that, but I think regardless, nine out of ten times, the team that is the considered the home team is going to wear their home colors, which is obviously the Chiefs wear red at home. So, not shocked by that decision by any by any stretch. But, also, uh, 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 yeah. Taylor Swift she won Album of the Year. Yeah, she did. Good is, week is so that, far. Is that a good omen for the Chiefs? I hope it's not. <laughs> Taylor... Only one trophy this week for you guys. Okay, <laughs> only one. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you hope so. Oh man. Uh, how do you feel about disappointing Taylor Swift? Good. <laughs> I, I got to see it. I agree. I mean, I mean, we're going to get to our picks, but I don't know. It's just I've seen the Niners almost every game this year, and it's just like they dominate everybody. Do they dominate everybody, or have they dominated at times? And like, I don't know. It's it's really it's really hard. Like I know what they're capable of, and what they're capable of, you know, doing wrong as well. It's just I guess it's just me being a fan, and then you obviously generally rooting against them. <laughs> well, I do love the, like the Shanahan versus Andy Reid again, and they're both great minds. Creme, creme to the creme of the offensive coaching, you know, Absolutely. in the NFL for sure. But do you think for Shanahan you're thinking like this guy got me? I mean, he probably. I mean, I overthink everything. Maybe Shanahan. Maybe you can't really. Have, maybe you can't really think everything over like that. Yeah, I think when you're in that position, I think he does probably compare himself to Andy Reid. Like he wants to be as good as him, but I don't think he like thinks of Andy Reid as a challenge because he probably thinks more of like. And, and Andy Reid probably does the same thing. Like he thinks more of the defensive coach on the other side uh, as yeah. who he's going against, yeah. not gotcha. you know Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. Do you think Kyle Shanahan thinks that Andy Reid's better than him at calling at being a coach? I don't think so. I mean, I mean I, yeah, I, yeah, you can look at the rings, but I don't really think so. No, I think Kyle is very confident in what he does. Like he he knows his game plan, and you know he he. I don't even know if he he really. It's it sounds stupid to say, but I don't think he really thinks about I'm better or worse than someone. He just. Yeah, he's, he, he's just he's always, not worried about that. Yeah, exactly. He's always focused on what can yeah. I do better or, or different or unique or how can I how can I win this game? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for the questions. Questions, fucking awesome. love it. Eleven I mean, questions. We, this is going to be probably a two-hour episode, but that was a we, great Q and A. Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl preview episode should be big time. It should. And, I mean, it's and the Q and A was well beyond Super Bowl preview. Uh, this might be the best episode until. September. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, baseball season gets a little a little dry. Yeah, we got bit. some NBA playoffs that are coming up. But are the Warriors going to be in it though? I'm not putting my money on it. <laughs> okay. It's not going to be impossible, but I'm not putting my money on it. 
I used to pray for times like this. <laughs> you know that? Okay, Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, to the prop bits. Yeah, let's do these. Give them to him. Uh, okay, so a certainly soy. Um, so, <laughs> coin toss. Uh, we're gonna pick. Is it gonna be heads or tails? Okay. I, I think they still do a heads. Of, yeah. A heads and tails. Well, they have, yeah, one's head. This one's head, this one's tails. It's not like the college football championship where it's got one team's logo and the other team's logo on the other side. I don't think. Oh. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I think it's still a heads or tails. I think so, too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go heads or tails, and then who's going to win the toss? I want to say they do, like, <clears throat> the stadium on one. And yeah. Like, the, like the shield on the other. Yeah. Something like that. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to pay attention to what's what <laughs> when, yeah. we, when we make these, these calls. Uh, do you want to go first? Or yeah. You, okay, go first. Uh, tails never fails. Niners are going to win, and they're going to defer. I would I would bet on them deferring if they won, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say... Okay, I'll go exactly the opposite. I'll go heads, Chiefs win. Okay. I like that. Um, national Anthem, the over-under I found was 90 and a half seconds, so a minute and a half or more, or less. Um, obviously, it's going to be sung by Reba McIntyre. That is tough. Minute and a half. I feel like that's just. They, I think they, that's, they, they know what they're doing with these kind of. Things. I feel like I've seen this number a lot higher though, unless they just know about her singing style, oh, and that that's where the line is. Why the line is set the way it is. Mm. I'll let you pick first. And of course, I found this on like some random website. I didn't okay. go to like you know Caesars or anything like that. But, but ninety and a half seconds. That seems about right though, right? It it seems spot on. Yeah, because you gotta think like. How long is like an average song that you like? Three and a half minutes. Right, but the national yeah the national anthem though is but, not but like that's a song. What, that's why I'm saying national anthem is a little shorter. Right. So you got to think is it half of like that? And it's just it really does depend on how you draw it out. Yeah. I'm gonna go over. I think I think that actually feels a little short. I'm gonna go over. Does that mean I have to pick over too? You can pick whatever you want. I'm gonna go over too. Okay. Yeah. So both going over. Gotta make sure I get these down. I'd like to know the stats from previous from previous years. Yeah, uh, Fergie was definitely over. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she kind of whipped on that one. That was rough. Okay, uh, for the game, over or under forty-seven and a half points. That's actually a pretty good number in my opinion. I don't know about you. Niners are going to score thirty because they always do. Um. Can the Chiefs score? That would only mean eighteen to go over. Yeah, I'm gonna go over. Gage going over. That's that's this one's really tough. I think the number is pretty darn close to spot on. Because in my mind, I'm thinking. Are they both gonna score thirty? No, I I think I would be surprised. Yeah. Because Chiefs defense is good, and if Niners defense plays well, they. And but the Niners offense is good. Niners offense is good. And they score 30 pretty often. That's why this number I feel like is really good, because so, it's like it's right in between. I think I'll go under. I think okay. I, I think I could see 24-20, you know, which okay. would be about 40, would be yeah. 44 points. Yeah, I'll go under. That one wasn't is not an easy choice, though. All right, so this one I kind of made up. Pick a player other than Christian McCaffrey or Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown in the game. It could be from either team, obviously. And this doesn't count Mahomes... Throwing a touchdown? No, so it's got to be someone actually taking the ball into the end zone. So if you pick Mahomes, you'd have to run one in. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm stuck in between Debo and Kittle. Yeah. Man. 
Like first thought, I think Debo, but I can just see a George Kittle touchdown on there. He's kind of been hot right. recently. Yeah, and he's kind of. I think sometimes in the red zone, he's kind of the forgotten guy on on defense because you think about it, like the three other monsters that Niners got. So I, I could totally see. I'm gonna go Kittle. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kittle. <clears throat> I'm gonna go Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Okay. Th- that's yeah. That's a good one because. Obviously, this team isn't just totally revolving around Patrick Mahomes in the passing game anymore. Um, I think they're kind of going to, if they want to win, they kind of got to need a, a decent performance yeah. from Pacheco. Um, I think uh, a first half touchdown, honestly, is pretty realistic for yeah. Pacheco. And last but not least, who is your Super Bowl MVP? Oh, man. I think it's either going to be Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey. I think Brock Purdy's in there too, obviously. Yeah, like if he has a solid game and they win. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of and McCaffrey doesn't have like a a huge game, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I think the most realistic candidates are Mahomes, and then I think Debo and McCaffrey on the Niners are the really? are really realistic. I mean, obviously Purdy, like oh, you yeah. said, because quarterbacks have that advantage. But as far as a non-quarterback, I'd say McCaffrey, Debo, and then Pacheco has it. Pacheco and Kelsey have a decent chance on the Chiefs side. You're taking Mahomes. I'll go. Ooh, that's tough. I'd see. I I have a tough time imagining someone else on the Chiefs winning the MVP. Right. Yeah. Um, it just feels like if they win, Mahomes was one of the main reasons why. Right. I mean. Like, Mahomes was, would have been my pick. Like, you think it's going to be Rasheed Rice? I don't. No. Because because if he has a good game, or even if he goes for, like, 11 catches and 160 yards and a, a touchdown, all of that's going to be partially because of Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, yeah. But, well, remember when the Rams played the, the Bengals? I mean, Cooper Cup won that Super Bowl MVP. He did, yeah. Which I called. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, Do you remember who he picked last year between the Chiefs and the Eagles? To win the game? I don't even remember. I, probably, I, I, I picked the Chiefs. Did I pick the Chiefs? I think we both did, yeah. yeah. I'd have to go back, but I think we both did. Um, Man, that's tough. Like, I'm not going to pick Mahomes because you did. So, I guess I'll go... I'll go Debo. Okay. I think, like, if the Niners win... You're wearing think, the McCaffrey jersey and you pick Debo. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I don't know that McCaffrey could do... What I don't know, it's it's really tough. But could like, you see him having like a two touchdown, hundred fifty yard game? And they probably would give it to him, yeah. If the Niners win, yeah. yeah. I just maybe I imagine like the Chiefs probably keeping him in check and Debo being the guy that kind of gets loose a little bit and has like you know he has a rushing touchdown mm-hmm. and you know and like six catches for hundred yards. He has like the Draymond Green. Triple double game seven 2016 NBA finals <laughs> and a losing effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I mean, like, yeah, but, but like, but like, let's say the Warriors won that championship, they might have given him the finals MVP for that. Uh, game. I'd ha- yeah, I mean, but that's a one game. I don't know. That's tough. Well, I mean, it's one game, but it's the it's, game. it's the game. Yeah. But I mean, I yeah yeah not, not to bring up it. That's a little different because it's a series yeah. versus one game. I'm I'll go Debo. Okay. So you're going with Mahomes. All right. If I had to put money on it, I'd go Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I just... I'm putting a lot of stock in Debo in this game. Okay. Obviously, I 
kind of called him a little bit of an X factor. Um, and I think he he will be. Well, that's a tr- fucking travel. It didn't get cold. Um, I think he'll be. Uh, if the Niners do win, he'll have a huge impact in okay. my estimation. Okay. Of course, if he doesn't get hurt. All right. So you're going tails. Niners win the toss. I'm going heads. Chiefs win the toss. Yes. You're going over. We're both going over 90 and a half seconds on the national anthem. You're going over 47 and a half points for the game. I'm going under. You got Kittle scoring a touchdown. I got Pacheco. You got Mahomes MVP. I got Debo. I like I like those picks. From, I mean, yeah. any of those picks are pretty good, I yeah. feel like. All very realistic. Um, so, I went with the line of Niners minus one and a half. Obviously, it's yeah. pretty much uh, a pick em. Who do you got for the game? It's really hard for me because... Obviously, for my for the listeners, they know that I've gone with the Niners. The, the Niners saved my season when it comes to our picks. Honestly, I, I, I picked them a lot, and they. I think I counted like at least six times that you won with them. I mean, it it's, probably was more. Yeah, I remember the one that I lost though was the Browns game. <laughs> I picked the I picked them against the Browns, and they lost. Yeah, that was but yeah, more times than not, when I picked the Niners, they won. But what I'm gonna do for the sake of the podcast and the sake of my preseason pick. I will go, and it doesn't even mean the Chiefs are going to win, but I will pick Chiefs plus one and a half. I did, I did pick them to win 31-21 against the Niners before the season started. I don't think they'll beat them that badly now, you know, you know now how seeing how things are. But I, I, I have to roll with my pick. I like it. Why wouldn't I? I mean, you've gotten to this point. There's no reason to think that the Chiefs can't win this game. No. Obviously. No. Um, I mean, and you got, you got the best, best quarterback in the, yeah, in so the league. That's... I, uh, you know, I was leaning Chiefs, and I still, in my heart, I am. But for the sake of the picks, I'm going to go with the 49ers because okay. if the Niners do win, that means we will tie for the playoffs because you're 8-4, <laughs> I'm 7-5 hey, uh, for the people. Um, so I'll take the Niners minus 1.5, and, okay. and I feel fine about that. You know, yeah. I've obviously got my concerns, but that's because I'm a fan. Um, so that comes naturally. But uh, I think this... Has the makings of an awesome Super Bowl, and uh, I just hope it is at least a good game, if not a Niners victory, of course. Of course. Yeah. Like if it's 45-10 Niners. You're I, like, <laughs> fuck you, Mahomes. <laughs> How's that feel? Suck on that. <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> exactly. But um, I, I think it would be... Actually, I'd, I'll take a Niners win however I can fucking get it, of course, right? Of course. But... Uh, if the Niners could be a part of like an epic Super Bowl, I'd be totally on board with that. Yeah. <clears throat> In a winning ex- effort, of course. <laughs> are you excited for Usher? No. <laughs> Actually, I'm not not excited, but I don't give a fuck. I don't really care. Either. Yeah, I'm indifferent. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's not. I mean, we got. I mean, when we saw Dr. Dre play, it was fantastic. That was that was, that was awesome. pretty damn good. It was one. Awesome. Yeah. Besides that, uh, they need to get Usher. <laughs> they need to get like they need to get Metallica up in there. I think it's just it's too heavy. Yeah, or the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters would be cool. They're they're super yeah. enough. They're big enough. It's too bad Taylor's not alive anymore. Yeah, I know. But I'm not gonna sulk in that. Yeah. Are you gonna go? Or should I save this question for next week? Go to the parade. Yeah, would you go to the parade? <laughs> the Niners one. Um, like, yeah, if they win, will you? 
want. I mean, you'll want to go, but what do you think you'll go to the parade? If I have, I, I wouldn't like ask for a day off of work. I don't think. Like if if I could realistically make it happen without having to ask for a day off, or if like it was easy to get the day off to do it, yeah. I'd do it. Because I imagine a Super Bowl parade probably the Wednesday after the game. It would probably be where the Giants do it, did it too, right? I would think it would be in San Francisco. That would be stupid to do it in Santa Clara. <laughs> no, they'll probably do the same thing that the Giants did. Yeah, I would think so, down Market Street. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would try to go. I, it's, parades are kind of a... They're kind of a mess. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, only, you, I only went to one. It's a big commitment. Did you go to just... You went to... I've been to two Giants ones, and I went to the first Warriors one okay. with Nico. Because I didn't go. I, I didn't go the first Giants one. We went to the 2012 one. Yep. Me, you, Carlos. Yep. And then I would have gone to 2014. We, 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 yeah. we were in Chico. We were in Chico. Yeah. <laughs> Stories been told a million did, times. Didn't they have it on Halloween? Yep. And that's why. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were, and that was a great time. Yeah, yeah I wasn't mad. That was a great time. <laughs> and I, like it definitely, I wasn't mad because I already already experienced that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, brands are fun though I mean it's, it's fun to celebrate a championship I think if, if they win if you should I mean if you can you should go yeah I just feel like I mean almost like I mean I know you just started a new job and you don't really want to ask for time off yeah and I get that but it's like you know as, I mean ask old Niner fans you don't know how often I mean back then it seemed like it happened often right but you but know, now it's been 30, 30 years. years yeah fuck I'm not trying to talk you into it, but it's like, it sounds like I'm talking you into it. No, I like I would I would want to go. I I would hope to like have someone to go with, of course. Oh, well, sure. Like I, I guarantee, Danny'd want to go. I'm mean, actually it'd be tough for him. Yeah, I just don't know about him getting more. He'd probably go with like Dylan. Yeah, I, I could maybe coax Garrett into it, taking a day off since he's Garrett, yeah, Garrett, Garrett and Dylan, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I'm, like, not, I'm not going to be with you. No, <laughs> no. wearing your Cowboys. Nice wear Cowboys. That would be hilarious, dude. You'd get shit on so much. Oh, dude, you you might get something poured on you. I mean, I might get handshakes. Like, dude, you're a trooper. Like, I can't believe you're here. You're here? Seriously? You you could just be like, oh, I'm just a football fan. It's the only jersey I had. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even like the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bandwagon actually. Bandwagon. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the, the parade anymore because sorry, obviously it's no guarantee. Guys jinx it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely jinx it. Oh, man. All right, so picks are in. You're going Chiefs, so I'm going Niners. Are you nervous? Very. With that being said, it's time for Last Let's Call. Go. That was actually pretty decent. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I'll throw my baseball news in there. There you go. Corbin Burns traded to the Orioles uh, by the Brewers, of course. He was... Former Cy Young winner. Yeah. Uh, that's a big move for the Orioles. They're going for it, which I love. They've obviously got the young talent in place. Had a big season last year, won about 100 games. They underachieved. Oh, actually, well, no. Overachieved? Well, they overachieved in the regular season, and then... But you didn't expect anything yeah, from them. You knew where they were. Yeah. Probably um, ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. But I like that they're going for it. They got Craig Kimbrell yeah. to be the closer. Now Corbin Burns. Only going to be there for one year unless they re-sign him. But big move for them. Love it. Uh, also, the Royals signed Bobby Witt Jr. to an 11-year, $288 million extension. Uh, we talked about this, of course, with Devin earlier. Well, it's funny because I don't when I see 11 years. I mean, yeah, it's a long time, but in baseball terms, it's like we see this like yeah, right. Yeah, I can I can think of four contracts off the top of my head that were longer: Albert Pujols with the Angels, Bryce Harper's with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 13 years. Mm-hmm. Pujols was 12. How long was uh, Mike Trout's was twelve. His what's, extension. What's Machado's? Ten. Machado's was ten. Oh, okay. 
Mike Trout's extension was 12, but he already had two or three years on it. And what's... Uh, and then, um, what was the other one? What's Otani's right now? Otani's was 10. Okay. Oh, Giancarlo Stanton's was 13 when he wow. signed up with the Marlins. That's insane. Yeah. And I, I, to be honest, there's probably a couple that I'm forgetting. Yeah. So, and it's... it. I mean, Bobby Witt's only played two seasons now. It's interesting that teams are doing this. I, it's, uh, I guess it's a way of avoiding that situation where you got a guy that's like 28 years old and he's in his prime, yeah. and you have to decide if he's worth paying 350 million dollars yeah. for the next 10 years. Why not just do it? Get him, get him while he's young before he's a superstar. But the thing is, like, you're betting a lot on this guy being that guy for his career because yeah. obviously Bobby Witt was a huge prospect. It was really good last year. You expect him to keep improving, but you just don't know. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a risk involved, but good for the Royals. They're kind of a smaller market team, so the fact that they're willing to keep a star around for a long time is pretty cool for the yeah. fan base. Uh, going back to the Orioles real quick, Cayman Yards, I want to go. Camden Yards, I know. I do. Is it, is it Cayman Yards? Camden. Camden Yards. Camden Yards. It's, Camden. Ca- it's called, it's got a, like a... Extended name. It's yeah, like, like Oriole Park at Camden Yards or something. It's like it's how they like say that. like Geha Field at Arrowhead. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I do. I do, it. It's not as pretty as it used to be because they changed the dimensions and left field looks really stupid now. Yeah, okay. Um, I wish I would have we. I would have loved to have gone in the original dimensions because gotcha. it looked. It just looked a lot cleaner. But nonetheless, very awesome love, ballpark. Love right in the center of town. You got the big uh, warehouse yeah, on right bricks. field. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Also, Clayton Kershaw is going to be back with the Dodgers. Found yeah. that out today. He. It was kind of obvious that he, he should. Play. He, he shouldn't play anywhere else. I, I yeah. And why he's, would you not sign up to play for this team yeah. again? Right? Well, and I think he thinks like I mean, I mean, <clears throat> could get a ring this year. Yeah. And he's he's not going to pitch until the middle of the season because I guess he had surgery that I wasn't aware of. So, anyways, but yeah, and Altuve. Sign an extension today too. Okay. With the Astros, it's going to be a life lifer with the Astros. Yeah, Good for him. another he's guy who shouldn't play anywhere possible, else. Really, possible three thousand hit club type guy. Oh, for sure. He's, yeah, he's I don't know what his number is. I want to say he's definitely over two thousand, right? Yeah, I want to say him and like Trout probably. I mean, Trout's injury prone now, which yeah. sucks. But I think if there were two guys that are getting close ish, yeah, is those two guys who haven't already hit it, right? You know, so it's funny, like Altuve. Even though he's still a very good player, he got old fast. He's like 35 now. <laughs> I feel like just the other day he was like right in the middle of his prime when the Astros so maybe, were winning those. So, so he's probably got like 2,500 hits then or something like he, that. Ah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll look it up okay, cool. if you want to yeah. bring up something else. Uh, I got some kind of sad news a little bit. Uh, Carl Weathers died. Yeah. At age 76. He's well known for being Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies, the first four He's also in the Predator movies, or Predator. I think maybe the first one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a. Not, it's it's like not really good, but it's not like a cult classic. Kind of like in between. Right. Like a well-known movie in the eighties. He was also in the Mandalorian. It was, oh, okay. He played the Mandalorian as well, and of course he was Chubbs, right? <laughs> of course, Chubbs and Happy Gilmore, which I have said on an early episode of this podcast is my favorite sports movie. Happy Gilmore. It's definitely, like, because it's a comedy, it's hard to, like, just call it a sports movie. And it's golf, which is, like, a very leisurely sport. But yeah. I, I'll give it to you, yeah. because it is it is still a sports and movie. And, of course, I mean, I think even on that list as well, I put Rocky Four. It's my favorite Rocky. Yeah. 
going with Ivan Drago. It's right, right. Unfortunately, spoiler alert: Apollo Creed dies in that movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, sorry, it came out in the eighties. Yeah, that's, you've that's had, your fault. You've had enough time. <laughs> and also, he played two seasons with the Raiders. So, Did he really? So there is a I didn't know that. there is a sports reference in that. That is news to me. I didn't know that. That's well, cool. I didn't know that either. I think I had known that he played sports or played in the NFL but the Raiders themselves posted on their Instagram that he played two seasons with them so I'm going to go with what they say alright so rest in peace here to drink for Carl <clears throat> also Toby Keith died I was wondering if you are going to mention that Toby Keith or how we like to call him Kobe Teeth because we, we are fucking idiots on this podcast <laughs> and in general he well known country singer he had songs like I ain't as good as I once was. Yep. Red Solo Cup. I think he's saying should have been a cowboy. Probably. Sad. I mean, I'm not a huge country guy, but obviously I know those songs. Big Oklahoma guy. Big Oklahoma Shout out guy. To Nick. Born there, died there. Oklahoma born and bred. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't like bringing up deaths, but I feel like those two were ones that we had to bring up. Yeah. Definitely also, some cheer, iconic. Cheers to Toby. Yeah, cheers to Toby. Iconic guys, you know. But uh, sometimes life uh, happens. It happens, you know. The last thing I'm going to ask you, like I always do every week, until probably about a month from now. Did you watch any college basketball this week? Yeah, I know. I mean, like I was on at work this week. Uh, my boss is a big North Carolina guy. Okay. Um, so they played a big game against Duke, of course, yeah. and they beat Duke. There you go. And they're one of the best teams in basketball in college right now. So go. that was on. Yeah. Didn't necessarily watch it. Also, I think I caught like the very tail end of uh, Kansas and Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yep, either yesterday it. or the day I, before. Yesterday I watched yeah. it too. So yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, it's been on, but not really like paying close attention. Kansas State knocked off number four Kansas. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge win. There are a lot of uh, big like top ten versus top ten matchups this, this yep. past weekend. So I also watched a little bit of St. Mary's Gonzaga. Not a lot. Also. Kansas State, they play in Manhattan, Kansas, or as <laughs> right. SVP would say, Little Apple. The Little Apple. <laughs> little Apple. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's college basketball. We make a joke out of it, but it's kind of, when there's nothing else on, you throw it on. That's the problem with this time of year is that on the weekends, like Saturday, turn on the TV at like 10, 11 o'clock, <laughs> yeah. and like, anything else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, it's just... You're, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I try to watch soccer if I can. <laughs> yeah. And also, did you mention the bracket challenge? Bracket challenge, yeah. It's coming to a close, obviously, after the Super Bowl. So I'm 99.99% sure Candace has the first place wrapped up. Wow. So congratulations. I'm kind of uh, pulling with my sister getting third place. Somehow. Yeah, second uh, or third place is still for grabs. But I think my sister's in fourth, so maybe she's not. And your sister did not pick the 49ers to win, so she's rooting for the Chiefs. She picked the Ravens to yeah. win the Super Bowl. She's rooting but, for the Chiefs. But, but I think she picked the Ravens-Niners in the Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. So, so, But the thing is, her points are maxed out, so she's just hoping that all those people that pick the Niners can't, yeah. don't jump her, essentially. Gotcha. Which is a lot of people. So if the yeah. Niners win, um, things will change. But other than that, if, uh, if the Chiefs win, the standings that you see are what they are, uh, which would see Candace win first place, Chandler... In second, in Austin, or your sister, we would be tied for third. I don't know okay. where the tiebreaker is going to... How is Chandler in second? Who would he have going all the way? Chiefs-Cowboys? 
Maybe so. He, he must have. He has to. Yeah. has to. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, if the Niners win, obviously he's not going to fall out. Yeah. But... If the Niners don't win, no one picked the Chiefs to win, so you can't really feel like that yeah. <laughs> he screwed, you know, or anyone got screwed over. He had, a, I mean, overall he had a good bracket. He had the he had uh, got the Niners going about as far as they already are. Yeah, he had some good picks. It was funny to see him at the top early on after the Cowboys had already lost. It makes no sense, <laughs> yeah. but I get it. It's just the way the uh, way it goes. Uh, thank you again for all the questions. Appreciate it. Um, Love you guys. Yeah, we'll be back again next week to recap the Super Bowl. Um, someone's going to be very happy and someone's going to be very sad. I can promise you that by this time next <laughs> That is week. a guarantee. That is a guarantee. That is That's a, a gauge's guarantee. guarantee. Let's go. <laughs> all we'll right. see you guys next week. Peace.